Travel bottle of guidance. Pretty nice of you to uh, learn how to play that for me. I'm glad you like it. Did you do it for me though, dude? Honestly, I didn't. <laughs> I just I've heard it so many times. I know it, and I just like thought of it right there in the moment and started playing it. Are you serious? Yeah. It's pretty awesome. That's what makes you uh, able to play uh, without me. <laughs> Yep. Chris so is over there still trying to figure out how to start a watch party. Uh, a I don't care what they say. They can shut it down all they want. This is the last episode for uh, until uh, until July. I thought we were going to make it to 20. This is what, 19? 19. The motion picture you are about to see can be called today a fantasy of the future. But one oh, day, yeah. maybe not too far distant, audiences will be able to look back on it in the same spirit with which we view pictures about the first covered wagons crossing the plane. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey Chris, guess what? What we've been hit. Oh shut up! Is how? Oh, he don't know. We don't know which one's talking. Who are you talking to? Oh yeah, I'm confused. This is the craziest thing I think I've ever done. And this is, yeah, isn't it? This is. This this is this is very weird. On a scale of one to ten, how weirded out are you? This is a, a ten. This is this is it's it's a subtle it's a subtle. Yeah, it really is. Weirdness. I had to drink a lot before you got here. <laughs> I drank a lot when I got here. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we have these little travel bottles of guidance. For on-the-go whiskey drinking. Yeah, for on-the-go whiskey drinking. I just, uh, you know, you don't feel like you're drinking as much. Oh. It's whiskey. Bro. Welcome to How Valid is the Validity. Tonight uh, is one of the coolest things I think I've ever had happen to me before. Um, that... I wasn't sure how I was going to feel. How was I going to feel to interview somebody with not just my first name, but also my last name, mm-hmm. right? Chris Weaver in the house. Yes. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm well. I'm I'm happy to be here. First trip to Nashville. My first time in Nashville. Is there a reason for that? <laughs> the, ah, what? Ah, what? The real one. Yeah. See how? <laughs> you see, I'm I'm uh I'm able to laugh at myself a lot, a lot. So your first trip to Nashville is is uh, so far you really haven't seen that much, so it's not very impressive. I've seen a couple of gated communities and some suburbs. <laughs> I am not in one of those gated communities. Okay, I mean this is nice though. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I, I have an electric fence for the dog, <laughs> so don't get too out of hand or I'll use a collar on you, and oh. then you won't be able to leave or come back in. <laughs> you know, I I got to be honest with you. So so. You know, I, I've made fun of this before just for the sheer fact of like, I, I've always said now that, you, you know, I have to, Chris Weaver band, I, you know, you search it on Google or whatever, but, and then here you come and you, you know, you ruin everything. Cause I was the only Chris Weaver there, you know, in that top 10, that most important part, you know, it, it, 
Does it bother you too? Or? I mean, it's it's very weird to try to tag you in things and, and say, <laughs> I'm going to be sitting with Chris Weaver Band and rather than saying Chris Weaver. Chris Weaver. Yeah. I agree with that. And and I and I would also say this, that, you know, I, I, the, the fact of, I, I, I said it before, but I, I believe in the secret. I'm mm-hmm. a total secret believer. And I, I, I've always said, I just like to, I'd like to meet the guy. I've always, you know, yeah. and you don't say that about, but I mean, he has my same name and here, and it goes one step further, right? You started a podcast on Wednesday nights. Yeah. I mean, are yeah. we kidding me here? Andy. I did, just so you know, in the folder, June 2nd folder, I do have our baby pictures. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, my gosh. Because I do want to show people how really we, it looks like we were just separated at birth. <laughs> I mean, it, it really does. <laughs> Twins. So you, you have. I'll look at, I'll, you want to pull it up now? No, I mean, you know, you just do your thing. Okay. Andy just does his thing. <laughs> so, I mean, there's no place in Nashville that, you, that when you decided that you were going to come down instead of Zoom this. When mm-hmm. we made that decision, right? Is there any place that you thought? I mean, I really don't want to go check out this, this, or this. Because are you a country music fan at all? Or actually, I love country music. Um, yeah, I, really. I, I live old I lived country in Iowa. music or now. So, or? so like you know, like Reba. Oh yeah. I, one of my I will say one of my favorite country songs. This is terrible. Uh, is International Harvester by Greg Morgan. <laughs> Why? Because they filmed the video in New York? Did they? Didn't they? I think they filmed the video in New York. I want to say that there was some big know. city that they filmed I, that in. I just I I love it and I you know I there there is a um there is a a um gay western bar called the Flaming Saddle and they yeah. used to only play country music oh, in New York. Line dancing. Yes, the, the bartenders, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember I used to go and I used to always request country music and I used to just be singing at the top of my lungs and the, all these white folks are just like, who <laughs> is this black man that likes country music? Belting International Harvest at the corner. Like, you know, so. I mean, do, do you think Darius Rucker put country music on the map for black people? I at, mean, he, he, op- you know, he opened he up a opened lot of doors. Door, I mean, for Lionel Richie. Huh? Didn't he do a country album? Lionel Richie? Well, yeah, no. but I mean, that, I mean, we're talking about somebody to me darius rucker has brought i mean yeah more pe- more black people oh, into yes. country to like country music i mean never mind i was gonna say because he, no, well, he's, he, he's with hootie and the blowfish right, right but i'm saying i don't I mean, know how many black people really listen to hootie and the blowfish though. well i mean that's that's a fair statement i guess but i mean the fact that you know that there weren't i mean charlie pride or charlie rich no charlie pride charlie pride Charlie Pride was a black country star. Yeah, I guess huge. I've never seen a black country singer besides. Well, I mean Char- Charlie Pride, right? And then, and I, I, man, Andy, I don't even old school. I don't even know. If Not there really. Has been that, I mean, I mean, Dobie Gray was sort of almost in that category, but I mean, he was like a rock guy. But he, he was another one too that was in a predominantly white, uh, you know, genre. Well, that 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 that's and had you know, I I, I mean I I just think that. It's interesting because, just like you said, I mean, how did you get? Was it only because of that bar that you knew Craig Morgan song? No, I lived in Iowa for eight years. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm. What did you do there? Did you go to school or did you work out there? Or what? No, 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, man, come on, this is. No, I, I went to I went to, col- I went to college out there, um, and then I graduated and got a job at a mega church out there, and then. Did that for three years, and I lived in Iowa City for a year. So yeah, I was out there for eight years. Wow. Okay. And then so now you're in New York. I'm in New York. So when when did you? What season of the Voice were you on? 
I was on season 13. Season 13. Yeah. And okay, so season, how many seasons do they do a year? Two? There's two seasons. I believe there's two seasons a year. Yeah, yeah two seasons in a year. And so were you in the spring and fall? So or? I was in the fall of 2017. 2017. Does it feel like yesterday or does it feel like it's been? I feel old. Really? <laughs> no, I mean, so, sometimes it does, but most times it seems like, I mean, because that is a well-oiled machine. Yeah. So when you're, when you're doing auditions, when you, or when you get to your audition, they're already doing auditions for the next season. Like when you actually audition. Okay. So let, let's, let's go ahead and jump it. Let, let's just jump this hoop and get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you decided to uh, audition for The Voice. Yeah. Okay. And, and you actually did this not through people saying you should go audition, but this was actually through a producer or somebody that was working with. Well, well, the first two times was was uh, a cattle call. I just happened to be in Chicago, and they they put out a call and I said, "Okay, I'll go." And then uh, the next year it was in New York, so I went. And so the third time, um, a friend of mine. Okay, so you did this three times. Uh, yeah, I, wow. I auditioned three times. What, what uh, before you go any further? Explain what a cattle call is. So a uh, cattle call is just like when you know when they put it on the internet, like. Uh, uh, like for American Idol or the voice or anything like saying, you know, come to the city, you know, Minneapolis, New York, you know, and that's just when that's where they get most of their footage from, from these auditions where all these people are at a stadium or at the Javits Center or wherever, you know, and they just all come together. How does that, what's it, what's it like? I mean, like, what's it like going to, okay. I I, you know, people used to saw somewhat, I think not so much with the voice because they don't really show the cattle calls on the show. Do they? Well, because let me tell you again, well-oiled machine. Yeah. Like I, I did a cattle call for American Idol yeah, at right. the United no, States of Chicago. Ballgame. Yes. That took forever. And you had to go there. You had to go get your ticket a day early. You had to come back. And it was, it was just, it was long. Yeah. Um, the voice, they are get in, get out, calling about your business. And I loved it. And so they, they're very, you know, it, it, it's very, it's a very, so explain. Is it, it was the cat? Were, were were the Chicago and New York very similar in the sense that now? Here's how I understand: mm-hmm. you go to a booth, right, and and you're kind of in a booth because there's people singing beside you mm-hmm. or not. So so it, it depends. Like so, with the voice, you you you're in. The, you go in a room. They take you in a room. It has to be about eight people, I think. They take eight people into a room. The whoever's in the room with you introduce themselves. They say, well, you know, you just gonna sing a little bit of a song. And then everybody's going to sing. I'm going to tell you if if I want so-and-so to stay, you know, or we'll tell you, thank you for coming. Have a good day. Right. So I mean, are, are, now, okay. So do you tell them your story at this point no, or you're only singing? You're only, you're only singing. Okay. So that's interesting because American Idol, was that the same thing with them or did you have to explain? No, no, no. You're only, well, when I did it. Only yeah, singing. You had to sing. Okay, cool. But, but except, I mean, except you weren't in separate rooms. They had this, it was at the United Center, and on the floor, you had this long row of, thing, like, with the curtains. Yeah. And they're producers, but each, there's groups of four at each. So you're hearing everything. So other people singing while you're trying to sing. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, how does that make you feel? Like, I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I've never done that before, only because I'm afraid of, uh, I'm afraid of rejection. Mm-hmm. Right? So, uh, but but I've never done it before. But how how do you feel trying to do that? Well, first I'm not I'm not good with auditions like that because up until the time I get up there, I am I'm changing my song in my head. I you know I don't know what I'm going to sing. I'm like oh so oh, in American Idol you can sing whatever you want. Yeah, all all of these auditions. So this is the not the televised part. This is just the first part. Yeah. 
You can sing whatever you want. Oh, see, I heard you got to pick from four songs. No. Wow. You sing whatever That's you dangerous. want. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. So what, what, what song did you sing for the first one, and did you change it for the second one? <laughs> so funny story. So th- for the cattle calls, in Chicago, I sang Try a Little Tenderness. Uh, and in New York, I sang Try a Little Tenderness. And I am almost 100% sure that I had the same producer audition me the year before in Chicago. You're kidding me. I kid you not. And I sang the same song. So did you get the same result then? No, no. so they helped me back this, this, this time. Well, first time they said, well, if you get a call by five, like, you know, then the second time they held me back and was like, you know, you know, do you know any current songs? And of course, at, at that time, your mind is just so many places that yeah. I couldn't think of anything. So they said, well, if you get a call by. Do you, what do you think the reasoning is behind them asking if you know something current? What, what, what is the point? I don't I don't know, because you and, and this is the common misconception when you're in these uh, shows is that. When you get there, I want to sing this. I want. I don't want to be boxed in the genre, which I don't. But most of these, for for the purpose of record re- recording and, and these labels, they want you to be a specific genre. Gotcha. So oh, right, because you that, know, and then that mixes with the judges have being their own. Because genre. I think and and everybody because gotcha. I know in my mind I wanted to do I wanted to be diverse. I wanted to show them my versatility. I wanted to do this and this, but it's all over the place for them. They don't want that. Okay, so. Okay, so the third time now, now, what, so do they tell you why they don't choose you? No, no, you just, just thank you. We'll see you later. Yeah. And then you, luckily, I mean, if you're lucky, you'll get a, if you get a call by five, you, you've made, you made it. Yeah. So explain how the third time it happened. So the third time I was, um, so I, by this time I was doing the New York uh, singing competition circuit. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. These bar competitions. And I was like, I'm not doing that. And uh, this one gentleman really wanted me to do his competition. And I said, I'm not going to do it. And he, he sought me out. <laughs> and I said, fine, I'll do it. And didn't know he was a, uh, had done, been a producer on X Factor and America's Got Talent like, and such like that. Peter Dunn in New York City. Shout out to him. Um, so he goes, I just got a call, you know, saying, do you know 10 people who you can recommend for an audition for to audition for the voice? And he said, I gave you a name. And I was like, what? So, you know, <laughs> now this time, you know, after doing bar competitions in New York and realizing you thinking ain't nothing going to come of this. Like I just right. take it with a grain That's of salt. Exactly right. you know? That's it. So, uh, yeah. So I, I got a private audition and, uh, there was a snowstorm the day that I was supposed to do my private audition. And I was at the bar that he works at, Drinking the night before. <laughs> and uh, I was not really ready for an audition. And I remember being on my way there and calling. Cause it, and, they, and they said, well, if you can't make your audition because of a snowstorm. Oh, then we'll reschedule. You will reschedule. So I, they let me off right at the corner of the block that your audition was. And I took my ass home. <laughs> oh, you didn't go. I, I didn't go. So, okay. So uh, that's, that's interesting, right? So what song did you sing this time? So... So that you had to, have, so they asked you to have three songs. I, I think it was. So I remember one of them was I think um, Archer Day, I Rise Up. Another one was um, Superstitious, a Stevie Wonder, and I'm sure I'll probably try a little bit in this. Cause just, so, but this is you don't sing with tracks. No, no, it's all acapella. No, 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 no. I, I believe actually this one, the private auditions, you, you can did, you did sing with music. Oh wow, nicely done. So that had to help a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I would hope so. Yeah, so you make it. 
you get past the audition. So I, my, my thing is, this is where I think a lot of people become disconnected a little bit because now, now you do this. Now you have to commit to going to LA and then what happens? How does it, right? So you, that's, that's pretty much. Well, no. Because, well, cause so they do the audition, the, the interview, they do initial interview the same day if you make it. And so they, they were like, you know, we're going to take you upstairs. You know, they, they're doing this filming of who you are. Da, da, da. And so they say, well, um, so if you move on, if you move on, you don't even know when you leave. They don't tell you. So they say, if you move on to the executive auditions, you'll get a call. You could get a call as soon as like the day before you have to leave. So you're just like, what? How, how, now, I, I got to understand something. This was always an issue with me because I had a working band and we had to play. How, how does that, how, how are you able to, I mean, you just have to cancel everything because you don't get paid. No. No. Wait, wait, wait no, no, not, not during this time. But when you go to L.A., there's a stipend involved? I mean, they, you have to do something. People yeah. are leaving their job, especially with the, because their, their age range is so wide. You yeah. have people who are leaving their jobs, who are leaving their families, you know. So, I mean. So, you, you, you get the call, and, and when did you get it to, to post to when you had to leave? So, I think I, think I got mine two days before, maybe. And so, um, fly to L.A., you're there, uh, and they, you're there for a week. And so they have you, um, you know, they, they send you this list of songs, and they tell you, I think it was, um, out of, there was 100 songs, and they say, from 1 to 25, put your 25, you know, your least, your favorite to your least favorite. Yeah. And uh, you send it in, and then they, when you get there, they tell you what two songs you will be auditioning with the executive audition which i picked trial of tennis and my number not my number two song was both sides now by Joni mitchell which i loved i don't really know that song though. right and uh that's the song they chose of course so, <laughs> of course yeah uh so you go into this room and there's like these little candles on the floor and it's kind of darkly lit and you know i was like this is weird um but I did try to listen to this, and then they said, you know, give us a little both sides now. And I have never riffed and oohed and awed my way through a song <laughs> in my life like I did that day. I said, what, I said, I was like, you know, you only have one chance. So I said, whatever whatever you do, make it sound good. Right, because you you need to show them your range and your ability. Yeah. Not just sing it like the record. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. I understand that. So you go. Now, you head to L.A. Yeah. Right? Or you you're saying this I'm, is, I'm, I'm, this, so this is you're, this is the week you're in LA. Okay, so the week you're in LA. Now, what does that feel like as opposed to the cattle call? Is there a difference in how you feel about your ability to get on the show at this point? Or you still kind of feel I mean, like yeah, because you, I mean you're 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 in a you're in the hotel with a bunch of people who are doing executive auditions, and at the end of that, they call two groups in. They call a group A and a group B. So I was in group B. They call group A in, and so the rest of us are sitting out, you know, outside of this conference room. And so they 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 end and they walk out. And so you're trying to, because you're like, one group is going to be a yes, one group is going to be a no. Yeah. And so you're sitting there and you're like trying to determine what their faces <laughs> are telling you. God. To know like, oh, that's the group that's, you know. And so uh, we, we got in and they said, well, we just want to let you know, you know, you guys have made it. And, you know, everybody's going crazy. And I'm like, wow. So that you're, you're saying too, at this point, you, you had mentioned, you now you're in a position where you can't leave this hotel. 
And and do you know you're going to be there for a month? No, no. So no, not this is no because this is you're there for a week. This is just when you're there for a week. Oh, okay. I forgot. So you're I going forgot, back and forth. I, you, this is stuff that's coming back to me now. Like you're there for a week for ex- executive. Oh wow. And so then when they when they tell you you're there, that's when you're going home and you're getting everything ready. Like you know, um, social media is like you know just preparing to come back. Um, and then that's when you're there for the month. So do you have to give them access to everything you have, right? Or do, or do you post everything? No, no. I mean, you know, they'll send you what to post. They, 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 they do a great job at navigating you through how to, you do, I mean, you do social media courses, like you come back for wow. workshops. It's great. They set you up great. Like, you know, uh, I didn't use Twitter much. They told me I had to get a Twitter, you know, and, and yeah, they set you up for, for, for success. They even, they even do trainings on, um, uh, if someone negatively comments really they, it, they it's it's so great so do you see you you had mentioned can you talk a little bit about the what how you watch people disintegrate over the course of a month and this you know what i mean like can you can you elaborate a little bit on that yeah so i mean you you you're when you're there you know you're there for a month you're sequestered you can't um you can't luckily they they let you keep your phone but you can't tell anybody anything right um and then as the month goes on, there just becomes so much more pressure because at some point, now I have never experienced it, but at some point there is said to be reporters who find out they're there and they are in the hilt and they will come to the elevator and offer you a certain amount of money to give the list of who. No way. Yes. I said, well, I'm, I said, well, I'm glad somebody didn't offer me that. Okay, <laughs> so now here's my question. If you could go back in time, knowing mm. what you know now and, and where you landed on this, would you have taken a, a large sum of money to to, to give it up? No. Uh, you no. Now they could know. just come after you, right? So what kind of, you know, now well, you got the money, but you're going to be sued. Right. So. <laughs> so what kind of contract are we talking here? I mean, did you have a lawyer look at your contract? So, Or is it just one of those things you sign it or don't? I mean, pretty much. Pretty, pretty much. Like you have people in the meetings, like I, I'm an independent artist, and then I'm like, girl, at this point, you don't already sold your soul, so you either gonna do it or not. Like you done made it to this lawyer meeting, you you done signed something already. You here? We're asking all these questions. So, it, it, is there a point in this when you get to a certain extent of it where you're like, this could be what takes me to the next level in my career? Are you thinking that the whole time? I mean, you, you have to. Okay, I'm just. I, no, yeah. I, well, I, I mean it in that regard because I'm. Yeah. You know, you're like, twenty. What twenty eight at this point? Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, twenty eight. So so I mean, there's still at twenty eight. You're still there's some naivety with things and and all that kind of stuff. I mean, do you at the you know do you are you is it a complete comparison with everybody else? Are you? I mean, what what are those feelings, in, especially smashed in a in a hotel room with the same people all the time? I, I think for me, for me, it was, um, okay, so you're here, you're you're 28, uh, and how many how many opportunities like this will you have? So you know, for me, it was like whatever comes of it, let this be a launching pad, and and damn it, you better launch, right? <laughs> you know, uh, and so I think for for me, it was just like you know this. I think people think, oh, like this is it. Yeah. But no, I mean, it really is just it's the beginning. It's the beginning something. of yeah. something. So, um, I, yeah, I had to sit down and really like be like, okay, like this is really now. I mean, this is something that always interested me too was the fact of 
you know, did you look at the last or the the, the previous 15, 16 seasons? No, people all the time go, oh, you know, so-so for the voice. I go, I don't watch the show. No, no, that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> I mean, did it not, did, after 16 seasons of a show and you realize that you do not know 99% of the people that have been on this thing, did that not put things into perspective a little bit for you or does that make a difference or do you still, do people still feel like, you know, you know what I mean? Because well, you know, and, and with the voice, actually, what 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 threw me off was, um, in the earliest seasons, there were people who singers who I knew, who I was like, oh, I have that their albums, and then they would be on the Voice, and I was like, what? So that kind of like, wow, okay. through my whole like Terrell Ramsey, she was on season two. I remember like growing up, and she would be, a, you know, she was a gospel artist, and I was like, what? So when I saw, her, I was like, wait, what's going on? Like, this. So it 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 throws your whole. Mind's, Mindset you know. off. I mean, do you feel like the voice is probably one of the better or the best, you know, like performance? Oh, definitely. Show, yeah, definitely. American Idol just looks. It just is too much for me. It's, it's too much. I feel like it's a lot going on over there. To me, it feels like they almost take the whole first the tryouts as just making fun of people is more important than the actual performances. I mean, I mean because if you, I mean, and I'm sure every, I'm sure any TV show you do, they, they have rounds of auditions before yeah. you can get on TV. So there is somebody approving <laughs> these people who are. Well, but my point to you is, what was it like that for The Voice as well, where they're, they're showing the month before stuff? I, They don't do that, do they? I don't. I don't think so. So, I mean, so when do you start actually filming and knowing that this is going to be, you're, we're going to be on TV now? When you get when you get on that stage audition, so the month you're there, that you're not doing any filming, right? So when do you start the filming? When the, the last week, really? Yeah. God, so I mean, it is just a machine. It I is, mean, and so and that last week you start on Monday. Now you have no your your family's there. They they're staying in a hotel. You have no access to anything, and um, they're randomly. Picking at random, the people left, and it's Monday through Friday, um, based off if there are spots left. Yeah. If there are no um, block uh, steals, you know, uh, like it just depends on it's a numbers game. Yeah. And, and so, you know, they, they, I, I think there were a couple of people in my season who didn't who had been there the whole month and didn't get to audition because in front of the judges because they were on the last day and. I think everything had just gotten filmed. Okay. So how long is filming a season? If you stay on from beginning until end, how long how long are you there for? So well cuz that so you pre-record, right? But I'm saying like how what right, with all the pre-recording, I mean, you have some time off in between that, no. So but like months though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So te- te- so technically you're there from so if we say from the time that I did my audition, yeah. my private audition, yeah. so that means you would have been on and off from uh, March until December. Holy Moses! Yeah, yep. that that's insane. What is the grand prize win? I don't know. <laughs> really? I mean, so that was never a I thing. Think, I think they said you win a car, a record deal, and, right? Which I asked if I could just turn it in for a metro card. I live in New York, <laughs> um, unlimited, you know, and uh, <clears throat> and I think some money. But a record deal was a, I mean, that was a, and that wasn't based on who you picked as a judge, correct? Mm-mm. Okay. So let, let, let's, let's uh, put you on stage right now. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're there, all those chairs are in, in front of you. What, what's that feeling like? What, what is that like? Uh, 
See, most intense thing that ever happened to well, you? Well, I mean, first of all, it's already a studio. It's like a studio, so it's already cold. Um, and so you're just like, this is happening, you know? Yeah. I mean, everything's dark. And they tell you, they give you, they give you, you walk out there. There's no, like, I mean, what what you see is what you, there's no redos. There are no, oh, false start. Yeah. I need to redo it. No, you, you get up there. You hear the, they click it off. The music starts. And you, and you sing your song. What what is the <laughs> see? There's some there's uh, there's questions I have that I'm like, okay, can you really can you say this? But like, who? If, really let's say you I only can. had one chair mm-hmm. that was going to turn, you know. And we kind of talked about it a little mm-hmm. bit, but at this point, like, let's just say only one. What was the one one chair? Like, if let's say if Blake Shelton would have turned around instead of Hudson, right, or any of them for that matter. I mean, do you feel like? Your experience would have been different. You would have been the same type of situation. I mean, you know what I mean. How how much how important are the judges as far as once you get into this competition? Well, I mean, I think I think each judge. I I think I think it is important because I think I think musically. Yes. They, they, I, they, here's the thing. I will say this. I think all the coaches musically are really invested in you know what they can do with you and what you can do. Um, I think they all they all come from different experiences and different backgrounds, which would which would help you in a different, each, you know, yeah. a different way. I, I don't feel, I, yeah. So you had, I mean, you were lucky because pretty much everybody turned around. I had all four chairs. Yeah. I mean, how did that feel? <laughs> it's, ama- it's amazing because the first chair turns and you're like, oh, I'm in there. And then after the second chair, you know, because I mean, if one chair turns, oh, great, you're on a team. You know, if multiple chairs turn, you you now are in the driver's have seat. A cho- yes, you have a choice. And so... Um, and then the fact, I think in that moment, the fact that four heavy hitters in the industry period have a that that's a you know that's a stamp of approval, you know. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. So you're overwhelmed from that already. And can you can you see the crowd while, while you're singing or no? Kind, it, it kind it's pretty of, dark. It's pretty dark. Yeah, and everything's moving real real fast. So I mean, you know, we we touched on this a little bit ago, but these four chairs turn around. So you got Blake Shelton, mm-hmm. Adam Levine, Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson, Hudson, and M- Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus, or Jislene? Is it Miley? Miley. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving shit. Miley Cyrus. I mean, these are these are pretty four big ones. Yeah. And you choose Jennifer Hudson. I did. Okay. So now you've done this. You get off the stage. I think people have this again. You know, you just get to see what you get to see. Mm-hmm. What is a little bit, just a taste of now? Now, what is the experience like? Because she's picked what? Th- you got three other teammates? No, no, it's no, just no. you. Um, so there's only four singers through the whole thing. No, right. No. So how many people does she? She so at this. So now you're in the top. Four, th- 40? No, some, uh, uh, top because I finished top, top 40, twenty, right. top twenty five, but there, no, you have a there's a big there's a huge team, right? I'm saying, uh, how many people does she is she coaching at once? Uh, once she picks on, uh, I think it's, I don't remember. So you're like, but like ten or uh, uh, somewhere wow, around really? There. Yeah, there's a bunch ten of would us. make sense. Each each one of them would have ten. That would yeah. be awesome. I mean, to get through a whole season, yeah. Now, do you know any of these people? Are you guys? No, these are. I mean, these people have been with. A month okay so cool so you're you're with them so what's that like when you're competing because you're competing at the same time with these people 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, anybody, any fisticuffs, any no. U- any UFC? And, no, no, no. And, and so they said they said that our season season they said that season thirteen was probably one of the most close knit seasons that they've ever experienced. Because I mean, it, it really was. We were like, it was like family. That's neat. It was great with your team or with 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 we everybody. Just, just I mean, uh, as a season. That's cool. Yeah. So Jennifer comes and she and now she's gonna her job is to coach you. Yep. What what kind of things do you feel like you learned? Because you've been entertaining people for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and and so what kind of things did did you feel like you took from her? Uh, so I always I always say the 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 number one thing that she said that sticks with me forever. And she says, um, you know, you have to learn to sing for more than just the block you live on. And that literally changed my whole world. It okay. changed my whole outlook and perspective on music and, and your approach to music and your delivery of music. Um, just because it's, it, it's so true. It's so true. You know, I can I can get up on a stage and I can, you know, and, you know, like growing up, like I've done growing up in church, but that's yeah. only going to reach a certain audience right you know uh, people over here gonna it's gonna be lost upon them you know but how can i what can i uh, incorporate in my music that that i can give you know the most bang for the yes and so uh it it taught me how to be a better artist it taught me how to be an artist as opposed to just a singer you know how much one-on-one time do do you actually get with coaches with the with the coach i mean pretty much what you see on you know but you get 15 minute sessions with them but but they're but they're t- they're just more or less talking to you about stuff about how. To- so you go through your song and they they. Oh okay. And they're they're, cr- they're critiquing you and 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 giving you a suggestion. I mean it 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 was very it was helpful. And so. Then the further up you get, the smaller the group gets with with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so. You know, are they? Is she every time you are going to do a song, you go over that song. Are you talking stage performance? Because here's the other issue. Let's just throw this out there now. But you're, you're, you're. When did your story become an issue with this? The fact that you're a gay man and you and the drag, you've been doing drag shows and you like to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What? When did that become part of the show? Do you think? So. Oh, so after so well, so from from your audition because when you audition and they move you on the interview. And you know they ask you all of this, and so and I remember I did my interview, uh, the first two times I I never even got a chance to do that. So now that I did this interview, the girl I remember she was sitting behind this thing. She says, you know, state your name, your age, where you're from, and what do you do? So I said, I'm Chris Weaver. I'm such and such. I said, I'm a worship leader and a drag queen. And I remember she popped up from behind this box, and she said, she goes, what? <laughs> and I go. And that's when I was like, oh, TV gold, story. TV gold. Oh, they want my a God. story. So, yeah. So now you did that, and the ears perk up. Do you feel like they zoned in on that pretty quick and and wanted to get that that out, or or was it something that just they let it happen organically? I mean, so they they, they put you with a producer. Um, so oh yeah, also while you're there during that month, you you know you meet with uh, they assign you to a producer, and um, so they wanted to do a home visit with me. So we start discussing oh, wow. what needs nice. to be done for that, um, and so they came. I remember they came the fourth of July into the bar, one of the bars I worked at, and I remember I was in Fire Island the night before, and it was not it was just hung over. <laughs> um, but they come and they and they film, um, and they did the home visit, and uh, you know, 
get a little inside of your life. But um, so so I mean I I don't know how they choose who's going to do home visits and who's not. But. Well, I guess I I just mean you know when you when that part of the story came out when you did those interviews for instance. They, did they let that kind of breathe and and organically happen, or did they kind of push push that agenda? Or did you feel? I mean, did you feel pretty good about how they they unfurled that and 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 let you be that person uh, on stage? Or did, I'll, I'll tell you this, okay? Because you when you audition, you still have a couple of months before you know it airs, uh, and you after you filmed it, <laughs> it's filmed. And so I I remember being getting ready to fly home, and I said. You just really just told you just really <laughs> told the world that you're a worship leader and a drag queen. You gotta own it now. Ooh, I told you to do that. Was that on TV? Yeah. Oh my. And so and so I realized that that it wasn't until after we went back home before it aired, and I was like, I just said that. So did did your church already knew though who you were? Yes or no? Mm -hmm. So I mean, did this change that situation? No, uh, no. Well, no, not so. The, no, the church I was at in New York, they, they they knew, they knew, they 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 it was it had just kind of. But Iowa church maybe not. No, and maybe some the church that I grew up in, not like no. Yeah. But but at that point, honestly, I was at a place in my life where didn't matter. Uh, yeah, you know, right. Who cares? You know? So so you you performed at the finale in drag. Mm -hmm. So you they actually had you come back. First time they ever brought a contestant back as a talent. No kidding. Yeah. Before we get to that. Well, actually, what is it? Thirty-seven. Let, let's 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 just do a sponsor break, and then we'll come back. I want to talk a, a little bit about um, that, obviously, and then, but also, you know, you're in the middle of this thing, and you get to that that top twenty-five, and and what that's like, because I mean that that's sort of that's sort of cool too. But you know, the my thing is what's really neat talking to you about it, and then we we can move on. I want to move on to other things. I just want to get this out of the yeah. way. But but my thing is like my parents watch that show, for instance, and it's just. You know, it's like what you said earlier. You, it is what you see, but it's, there's also this other stuff, mm -hmm. and that's really the neat thing. And how you know what makes people look at the show a little bit differently. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll come back and talk about it. But uh, let's see, what do I got? We'll be right back. Sponsors of how valid is the validity? Audison amplifiers. Feel it. Hertz Marine and Car Audio. Hear what you've been missing. Verdoliac Law Group. Let us help you. Aurora Nutriscience. True liposomal supplements. Guidance Whiskey. Look for guidance. Sony Mobile. Next level car stereos. Titan Motoring. Customize whatever you drive. Whiskey Culture. Learn more about the drink you love. Chris Weaver Band. Live and streaming entertainment. How valid is the validity? Every Wednesday night, 7 Central, 8 Eastern, on Facebook and YouTube Live, or download wherever you podcast. And I say King. Stai ascoltando. Anata WA Kiraimasu. Estás escuchando. Você está ouvindo. No matter how you say it, you are listening to How Valid is the Validity. Okay, cool. So I you get to you get to this point now and and you're in the middle of this, right? Mm -hmm. What 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 are the feelings now? 
as as contestants, you start seeing the time people shrinking down. Things are getting whatever the case is. What, what, what do you? What are the feelings in the middle of this thing? You still got it. You you're not sure what's going on. You're starting to hear rumors. How how does all that work? Uh, I mean, it, it definitely changes because again, like so we. I mean, you you've built a bond with these people, and these people have been with you every day. For yeah. the, you know, for months for months, and so to have the reality of you know they're they're gone like yeah uh it kind of sucks but you know you kind of still keep your eyes on the prize you know and and and, um keep doing what you're doing and and hoping for the best you know so you you don't and 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 we we talked about this a little bit before but there is this you know sometimes getting being a part of the show getting up into this top 10 or top 25 is almost as good as winning as far as what you sign because you have to sign different contracts Mm -hmm. for that stuff which Mm -hmm. allow you not to really do they kind of own you for a a while i believe so yeah so no so all that's done now Mm -hmm. right you've been out that kind of thing and and you know now you've got a building block like you said before that a lot of people don't have Mm -hmm. when they just try to go out everybody wants to sing and all that kind of stuff what do you feel like at this point it is done for you as an artist because you know you had mentioned about writing original music and those those types of things where are you at as far as the 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 voice is now something that you did mm-hmm. and and now you're pursuing music and singing right right where where are you at now 5 years later you know uh, are you you know like what where you know the voice is now just something that's in your pocket right how, how do right. you, what's going on now? So, I mean, you, you know, because right now, at, now you're at a point where you don't want, I don't mind it, but I don't want to be billed as right. Chris Weaver from The Voice. Right. You know, you want your work to stand uh, uh, on its own now. Uh, and so now I'm uh, working um, with the songwriter, uh, Nina Barker, and we, you know, I said, I said, I said, you know what, let's just. I sat down with her one day. She st- started reading these lyrics that she wrote. And I was like, it's like you wrote these just for me. Uh, and so we, we put it, we started working, put it to the test. And we actually just, I just released uh, my latest single last Friday, crying for, and um, that's where we're, you know, I'm just in the direction where I want to, I want to write music. I want to do music that really, um, that does something for people. Yeah. You know, just like you said before, entertain. I like entertaining. I love to entertain people. Yeah, yeah. So, is there? Is there? I mean, it, it, it's such an interesting thing because you know, living in New York, it can't be easy either. Mm. I mean, right? It, it can't no, no. in general because I mean, there's a, a lot of people. So, where do you where do you feel based on where you've been right now that you're able to take some different avenues because you don't have to necessarily go through all the same channels, right? right. You do have, you know, you're working with some folks. You have an agent that those types of right. things. Uh, as far as the creativity is, is because here in Nashville, it's, it's a big, it's still a big songwriting community, mm-hmm. right? People write songs, they give them to artists. That's still a thing. Now more today, artists are writing with the songwriters, right? Right. So albums are out of, you, you're not, it's not, you, you're not doing an album, right? Right. Who does that? Right. You put it out on, on the Spotify and all that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So when you go perform, if, if somebody wants to, to, or, or at this point in time, like where where do you want to be and sit in the blues? Like we talked about this downstairs, is 
you know, the pop is not necessarily your mm-hmm. where you what you want to do, but how how do you, how do you make that decision as an artist, you know, to make music that you can put someplace? Yeah. I, it, my thing is I, I I'm not a like I said I never and I've I've always felt this from I I never want to be put in a box, but um I feel like that you need to connect with somebody who, you know, I know I'm I like, I don't feel like I'm necessarily in that, but I feel like there is a writer out there that could probably tap that, you know, could tap yes. into that um, and, and find where I would thrive in that. Um, so that's why I say I would never put myself in a box because I, I feel like there is something in every, you know, there's a little something in every, in every place. So is, is, is the, is the drag part and, and doing that kind of entertainment separate from the Chris Weaver part or would you, or if you could, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's so funny that you said that because I just had a conversation with a, 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 one of my best friends who, uh, who's not a singer, but so like I watched him. I was like, wow, you like so knowledgeable on music and, and, and you know how things, and it just amazes me. And so he said, um, you know, we need to talk about Chris Weaver the artist, he said, but we also need to talk about Nidra Bell's music. And I was like, Nidra Bell's music? <laughs> and um, so, I, I, you know, I, like in New York, I love to go to the circuit, these circuit parties and, and, you know, you have these, the circuit music. And and um, I recorded on a French um, circuit track. I did a mashup with him. And so he was like, Nidra Bell would be great to have Nidra's, you know, yeah. front that. And I was like, wow, like, I would have never. Does that bother you? <clears throat> no, no, not at all. Because so you don't feel like you have a split personality per se when it comes to the artistry. You, you would you go if somebody came to you right now and said, "Hey, you got a great voice. We love this persona. We want to take this persona with your voice and go with it." Is that are we doing that or? or you mean you mean <clears throat> Nidra, like performing as Nidra Bell? Yeah, I mean no, I mean I, I, all about it. I, yeah, I, I mean I I do I do it. <laughs> you do it now. <laughs> so, yeah. So, because when you do your show, you're singing, you sing, and you're it's all. I, I so I I used to lip sync. I used to make, integrate lip syncing and live singing, um, but then especially after the voice, I you know get booked for brunches, and I would open up with a lip sync, and people are not they are not having it. They're like, yeah. we did not pay to see you lip sync, and so now I I almost do all live singing in my. But I mean, shows. there was a reason why you lip sync when you're performing because i mean it's not easy trying to move around and do stuff i mean well i mean i just when i started doing drag i lip sync because that's what i thought drag queens do it wasn't until somebody <laughs> it wasn't until somebody else said to me they said you sing what you have a voice why don't you actually sing and i said oh damn <laughs> and so then i said oh actually there might actually be some money in that no kidding. and there it is there it, there it was but but again so you let me ask you this. Do you But I, I mean I just like to say my lip syncs were on they were precision. <laughs> How does say, anybody know that you li- were lip syncing if you had the microphone? I mean people yeah, still you don't, know. I didn't have a mic. Oh. So I mean but but you know as well as I do. Can you really put the same performance behind a lip sync? Do you really feel that way or singing I I so I I don't think I can now. But I feel like I, I feel, when I when I first started because people used to say um they said I thought it was an actual track I didn't really not realize that was you lip syncing, and I'm like, yeah, that's insane. Do you feel like that that the drag helped you perform on that big of a stage? Um, Did it make a difference? Well, but, drag and church. I, I I've been singing in church all my life, and 
Well, I mean, but but it seems to me like drag, you know, has its own hurdles to cross when you probably first start doing it, right? It's got to have its own oh, yeah. issues, right? So my, I guess my point to you is like no butterflies or there's still some butterflies, not as many. I mean, you know, you've had, you know what I'm saying? Like 28 years old is still pretty young. Yeah. And, and, and But at this point you've performed a, a ton. No, but I mean, but I, I love performing. Yeah. So there's always, there's always like, you know. When did you know, at what age did you know that music, singing, performing was going to be something you did? I will tell you, it was not when I was young because I used to watch, I remember watching videos for me singing at family reunions and I was like, who <laughs> conti- who encouraged this? Like, just, you know, I was like, I didn't think it was good. When did you find the voice you have now? When did, when did I remember you- being eight years old and singing Precious Lord, Take My Hand by Thomas Dorsey in church. And I remember being done and the response from the people of the church and, the, and I remember think, thinking, oh. There's something to this. Okay. And then I started singing in the choir and I started, when I, when my pastor would go out to preach, go singing with him. And um, I was in choir and all through uh, elementary school and middle school, high school. So singing in church, well, you know, I, I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. So uh, the singing in there is kind of like uh, the missionary position, mm-hmm. right? It's pretty... <laughs> This is pretty bland, you know. Uh-huh. The, the 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 best part is maybe every once in a while you take a knee, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and so, uh, you know, but singing in uh, what's your background? I grew up in the Pentecostal church. Pentecostal. So yes. this is this is we're, this is band, right? I mean, there's a I mean, they, you have the whole thing. You have a keyboard, an organ, a drum. I mean, these set, are big productions. Bass. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, well, not my. I mean, I went to a little church, but yeah, normally. But still, know, though, there's church. a band. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is not. You know, this is not normal. I mean, the the next church that maybe I had was had an organ, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but th- but that being said, I mean, I, I never really thought about how much that would have made a difference when I was younger and going to church. How much that would have? Yeah, but, but and because typically, and 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 this is what, what I was I always found so interesting because um, typically the the black the black kids growing up who went to these the black church, you know, they played by ear, and so you could. You could, you know, oh. they could pick them. And then, you know, the white kids who went to these churches, they played by reading. And I remember being in high school and I started choir and I was like, I want to find a musician who can do both because I feel like I would get the best. Of both worlds. Of, of both, Feeling the best out of and that. knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Andy's a prime example of that, I, I would say, because he can do both. I think that is the best way to go. And so I think it's the most beautiful thing, no matter who you are, when people say that they play by ear and can read, can read. like like I, I I appreciate it, but when people say they play by ear, I'm like, oh, that's not, you know. But when I hear people say they can play by ear and read, I mean, no, don't get me wrong, I can't read music. I <laughs> inquire. I used to be like, follow the black dots. They yeah. go up, you go up, you go down, you go down. I used to follow the person. Yeah, to me. but I but I so appreciate somebody who can do both. When 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 did you learn how to read and? When did you? What did you do first? Learn how to read music, or no? Just, I no. mean, I pl- pl- played by ear first, but I mean, I you're talking about. I, I grew up in a a family bluegrass band yeah. kind of a situation, and I I was holding a mandolin at age four years old. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I didn't I didn't really start to learn any of the uh, reading and things like that rudimentary yeah sort of stuff till middle school, high school. You know. Now uh, your brother's younger than you, and yeah. he can do both. Can um, he do both, or is he ear? No, he's all ear. He didn't do the, the music program in school. He played football. But he's very talented. He's very talented. Very yes. good, yes. I mean, that's just one of those things. What 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 stopped you from playing an instrument? 
not having one or just I I didn't, didn't want to do it? I don't. <laughs> she's gonna kill me my mother used to say she i used to be like i want to play i want to learn how to play something and I, well, I played the drums in church growing up i did i played the drums i forgot about that right and uh i was forced to do it after a while because there was no drummer so much so that i i uh i hated it I resented it. You didn't, oh, because you got, you were because forced I, to play. I had to do it. Yes. And so a, I wanted to lead worship, but then, you know, I went to a small church, so I was leading worship from the drums and ushering and preaching and laying people out and falling out. No, no, I'm just, but, um, <laughs> but, but I, I led worship from the drums, but I didn't want to be at the drums. I wanted to lead worship. And so I then, so then I, I started to hate it. And that was it. And I was like, do oh. you feel like it, it's affected your artistry now? Do you get pissed off that you didn't stick with something or no? Because I don't want to play the drums. What about I mean, even <laughs> no, guitar no, no, no. or piano but, or anything? I mean, I can play anything in the in in uh, I can play in chords in the key of C. Anything, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, this is you right here, right? That is, is me. Oh, let me see. Yeah, uh, that's at Rock's Bar in Albany. So what is, what is that? Oh, so you have you taken off your wig at this point? Oh well, no! <laughs> well, I know I'm asking so, no, because I, it doesn't look like it so looks I like had, the stuff I, they put I down had, on your. I had blonde platinum hair, so I just wanted to give a look, you know, just a short hair look. <laughs> oh, this is just not good video. No, no, yes. but but this before I, I love this performance. That's why. <laughs> how do you walk in heels like that? How long did it take you to learn how to walk in the, in heels? Uh. I mean, I so I used to I used to sneak my mother's heels all the time. Really? Yes. My mother has too, too many shoes, and so growing up, I used to kind of when you know when nobody was home. How hard is it? Is I mean, it, I don't think it's hard. Not anymore. Did you ever? I mean, did we just you just put on a pair so, of heels and ready to well, go? No. Huh? You know what? When I first started doing drag, I said nothing less than six inches. I'm only going to walk in six inch heels. Ah, well, you try performing in six-inch heels. It is not easy. I got to be honest with you, man. When 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 I saw the flat, the flat, I uh, was like, okay, that that makes sense. The, the wait, what? the flat, the, you know, this the big, isn't that with a uh, the big heel? Uh, yes, that makes sense to me. That I get. Uh, uh-uh, no? I can't do it. You can't do flats? No. Is that you? This? Oh my gosh! So this is a month and this is probably a month and a half of me doing drag. This was the first. I, this is Miss Gay Iowa. The first drag competition I ever did. Miss Gay Iowa? Yeah, and this was a month and a half. Is that you? That's me. Did you win? No. But out of 21 girls, I went into final night in in fourth place. So you're lip syncing right now? I'm lip syncing. See, my thing is, like, you know, to to run back and forth like that and try to breathe and all, and and, I mean, that's why it's hard to not lip sync. (laughs) I mean, that's why they do it, right? I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, this, you know, I mean, there's some numbers. You're limited when you sing vocally. There's some numbers you cannot do and should not do. How do you pick your outfits? Or does somebody help you or do you pick them? Oh, so back then, I mean, listen, so you go to the Goodwill and you find, you know, somebody leave a bag of clothes <laughs> at the bar. <laughs> I kid you not. Listen, I used to I used to try to see how many, how cheap can I run in these pageants for? Because girls spend hundreds and thousands of dollars in these pageants. And I used to say, how much can I? I wonder how uh, much money I don't have to spend to be in this patch. No kidding. Well, yeah, because I mean, I mean, you can be, it can, it's, it's very, 
you don't have to be it's not about the newest fashions it's about owning whatever it is you're wearing right or not I mean, to, 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 to a certain extent. extent yeah so what do we got going on here oh <laughs> so that's that's a drunk makeover with uh my drag mom sasha bell who was on seasons uh season seven season six of drag race season seven what is that outfit? She, so I'm the I'm the wor, the Worcester the Worcestershire cat. Oh, the Worcestershire from uh, from Alice cats. in Wonderland. Oh, the oh. Che- Cheshire cat. Cheshire, that Cheshire one, cat. That one. You look like you could be in cats. So she used to do this thing called drunk makeover, and at the end of the night, after doing drag shows, we'd all be drunk, and she. <laughs> I mean, that. So you're like, you're drunk. Oh, you guys, what are you guys drinking? Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I was drinking uh, sour watermelon and fruit. Of, of, of course, you were. Something. Some kind of. Or bush light. Oh my God! I was that's a, a big, that's a big I, stretch. I was a. Let me tell you, when they, at the bar there, when they got bush light, I like my. The owner goes, I have never seen anybody get excited. <laughs> About Bush Light. Frisbee, I loved it. From Iowa. Frisbee Jenkins. There was a guy named Frisbee Jenkins. Yeah. Sasha, Bell, Sasha Bell, that's, that's her dream. How long did you wear that outfit? Uh, I don't think long. <laughs> I, I hope not. My God, I would have liked to have been out that Waffle House with you that night. Uh, I hope I didn't go out to I eat mean, after that. I mean, that doesn't even look like you're, it doesn't look like you really. No. That's insane. That's insane. You, New York, I transform you. So what, what, what. Have you won anything that you were really like, oh, man, I just kicked that right in the ass? I mean, have you won some some competitions before, or, or do you still do them? Or uh, you so, No. I mean, it wasn't necessarily that I won competition. You know, I remember being, when I came to New York, um, it was just, I remember being there five months, and a friend of mine said to me, he said, you have done more in five months than I've seen people do in five years in the city. What do you think that's from? Just because you're not caring, or or just knowing you? No, I'm or not. knowing you're good at it. I I care. I just uh, I, I it's definitely from from knowing. But well, I mean, just being in the right places at the right times for sure. Wow. I um, I when we got to New York, I was I was with my roommate. And we went out to the bars and didn't know anybody. And I remember this DJ was playing an hour of Beyonce, and I was like, "Who is that?" And so. Uh, I was like, I connected with him, and he said, "Oh, I do this karaoke on Thursday nights." Um, Patrick Kazara, Patrick Kazara, who lives in LA now, um, and so he did this Thursday night um, New World Stages uh, uh, project karaoke at the Diamond Horseshoe. I mean, excuse me, at New World Stages in in New York. And I remember we went to go see a show, some some play with James Earl Jones and Cicely Tyson, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's Thursday, and we're near here," and we went, and. We sat there, and the the people were singing, and I I would never forget. I literally looked at my roommate and I go, "What the?" F-? <laughs> I said, "Whose karaoke is this? Where these singers are so good?" And so that's where that's where I got my start in New York uh, from being there. And so after that, every every Thursday night, we were at New World Stages, and so I came up and sang, and that's how I began to know because there were a lot of Broadway people that would come through. A lot of people were in different shows and. Um, so a lot of my friends now, that's a, where I met them through through singing at uh, New World Stages at Project Karaoke. That's crazy. That's where I met Rose, who was just on this last season of Drag Race. 
Drag Race. Yeah. I'm, I'm, That's the I'm, RuPaul thing, right? Yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, boy, I, I, That's cool. I thought RuPaul was so cool growing up because, I mean, she was in my heyday. Yeah. Now, uh, what? Okay, so. Okay. So let's face it, the last couple of years have been interesting for numerous groups. But you you fall under numerous categories. You're black, <laughs> you're gay, you're a drag queen. Right. Okay. What the hell? How are you able to some people can't overcome one of those mm-hmm. in their life? What what helped you just be able to be whoever in the hell you wanted to be and didn't and and de- hell would, you know, Everybody be damned. What, what was it? Was it your parents? Was it where you grew up? What What was it? It was, it was definitely my parents. Yeah. Um, uh, the fact that my, my dad, my dad passed away last July. Um, and so, but he was my biggest supporter. Uh, and my, like, 100, 110%, like, all in. Oh. Yeah. So it's just so crazy because it's like, like, so my mother's a preacher. You know, my dad wasn't really into church thing but i mean when 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 he saw i was you yeah. know stepping he'd be like you know get yourself to church and but to have someone so when i came out um i knew i knew how my mother would feel about it i and some, somebody said how would your dad feel and i said I, I honestly don't know and so i remember i came out to him and he was like you know first like i can't help to think is it something i've done and then i remember he called me that like a couple of minutes later he goes i want you to know that Nothing will ever change. I love you. And so this man became literally the number one cheerleader. You know, I I would send him music and I'd forget to tell and I'd have to call him maybe a half hour later and say, do not send this to anyone. But by that time, it's too late because he's already sent to everybody. <laughs> half, yeah, half the town have heard it. And uh, I had to explain to him. The fact, like, especially like on Thanksgivings, like how a lot of, you know, gays have Friendsgivings and stuff because a lot of them don't want to go home or they can't go home. And I had to, to have to explain it to him because he just could not comprehend the fact that a parent could, you know. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. I, I think about it. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I think about like just how so many people, I was so blessed in that front, like to just, he was amazing. And so many people, you know, don't have that. Yeah. And just to know that, like, he's no longer here to give that, you know, not for me, but for other people. And so he was my he was my my biggest support. And my, I'm sorry. To hear and that. I always, thank you. And I always say, you know, and my mother, she she's constantly, constantly praying for me. So uh, that, and that's <laughs> because she's always like, um, you know, she'll call me. and She'll be like, what are, you, what are you up to? And I'm like, nothing. You know, and, and I remember being in college and and I told her, I said, well, you know, I drank a little bit. She said, I know. The Lord told me, and I was like, "Why is God telling you my business?" You know, you know? <laughs> um, but they're they're great. You know, they they, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, know. did your mom? I mean, I didn't realize she was a preacher, but I mean, did she try to instill church into you more when you came out? Like, did you, and and or was it the drag? I mean, was there some one of the two things that that bothered her more, or did he, neither one of them really bothered her? Uh so so my my mother when I came out I told my mother and she she was like no you're not and I said I'm, you know and I was like mom come on when I was young <laughs> we used to go to the store and I'd be like sister so and so would wear that sister so and so would wear that I'm like come on yeah and I remember the whole conversation the day I came out because she said tell me what kind of girl you like and I said let's not do this I said let's not do this just 
trying to trying to yeah i said steer it the other way i said don't do it and so but you know it's it's so she we've had some hard conversations yeah but um uh, she's i feel people you know a lot of people are like oh well they they don't accept me and and i'm people are people yeah and it takes time you know people and so my mother is uh she's great we have a great relationship um she actually came to a her first drag show. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I did a brunch and she lives in Hartford. I did a brunch in Hartford and uh I said, you know, hey, will you come? And she didn't know, but that that morning she said she still didn't know she was going to come, but she came to the second showing. Did, I mean, did, was she worried about politics within the church at all? Like getting backlash from what people would think about I that? I don't think so. I think my mother I'll tell you this. This is what I love about my mother cuz I tell people we we've had friends who've had who mother church mothers who have been like I'm like your mom is she's you know but my mother's always been a person about it I don't think she cares about what other people think it's about the soul for her right she's like I'm worried about your soul and um so I mean to, to that extent it, I mean I'm like I'm grateful yeah. I'm like it it is going it's going to be what's going to be right but it's that's not how it works right I mean you you know it's just not how it works I mean you can't you can't change that part of, right. of a person, right? So it's just like God made you this way. This is how you are. And to try to make your soul a part of this issue, it's... it's well, I'll say this. The thing I'm so grateful for is that we, I, can, I can have great conversation, you know, at, with my mother. Where it, we're in, again, it's a process. And so I feel like these conversations that we're, you know, that there's... there's um, I open her her mind to something, or she opens my mind to something, you know. And it's not that's why I always tell people it's so hard because it's not just it's not just cut and dry with with you know with that. I mean, we have like I said, we have a great relationship. I love her. Sure, she's um, she's she's Doctor Weaver's out of control. Uh, see, um, that's so. Let me ask you this: do, Where do you? I guess to me, it, it's. Is growing up with a with your parents, I I I I would assume in some aspects here that it's it's really that thing that you you've been this way. Everybody's just kind of kept it hush hush as far as sexuality because you're a kid, right? And and it's not supposed to necessarily be this thing when you're six or seven or eight years old. How do you feel about today's landscape where it's like parents, especially gay and lesbian parents or gay and lgbtq community Mm -hmm. where the kids are it's almost like they want them to be adults now like let's get this done now you need to know who you want to have sex with no so it's not so so how as far as a gay person coming out number one that's got to affect telling your parents because if you just because let's face it, I mean, if you just would have been that way, if they would have made that decision when you were one, mm-hmm. they would already it would have been done by right. the time you were sixteen. Right, right. So, how do you feel about today's landscape with that kind of situation? And, uh, and when is it okay to for parents to kind of get involved when you make them involved? I mean, I I, th- I think definitely when I mean I, I tell people all the time I say, don't let anybody push you to come out until you're ready to come out. You know, or you know, and I think. Um, a parent, you know, my, like my cousin, my cousin used to say, I'm so, we were so glad when you came out. And I was like, what? What? And so, 
And and she said, because she said to my friend, she said, I just wish she'd just come out. And I said, what? And so then uh, my aunt, who was still alive at the time, goes, she said, we always knew. She said, Auntie, didn't we? She said, my aunt goes, yeah, we knew. I said, well, why didn't you tell me? So she goes, because it wasn't for me to tell you. It was for you, to, you know, to, to have that discovery, that self-discovery. Um, <clears throat> I think I think today's generation, oh, they're, they're brave, brave. They're just so much more forward. They're yeah. just, you know. Um, Do you think that hurts or helps or is going to kind of, Start another, you know, once it once it kind of some of the 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 radicalness of it subsides, it's going to bring a, a different evenness to. I mean, I, I don't know if I. I mean, I don't know. If, Does I, it even matter? I don't. I death. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I like to me. I think it's uh, it's just very. I'm I'm like wow, like for for kids to be in yeah. middle school and being like, I'm out. I'm gay. Yeah. I'm like wow. Like I. But it's not even gay. It it's it's. Some, yeah, now it's, it's it's. I I only identify as a tree, and I'm only going to have sex with trees. I mean, it, it's. It, I mean, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's a that's a that's a a, a, a yeah. big. Forest, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm, I'll be honest. I, I'll be honest. Like I, and that and, and like I say this all the time. I think I think life is a learning process, and I think if you're what you you always need to be willing to learn. I don't know that. Like when it comes to pronoun, and people say, "What is you? What pronoun do you prefer?" I. Or, I mean, he, you're a he, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I don't. I, I'm like, I do don't. Do you understand pronouns? The pronouns? Do you understand? I'm, I'm coming to understand it more, but I mean, I'm not. That just wasn't. I'm not from that. Yeah. You know, so I'm not opposed to it, and I'm not district, and I respect it, but I'm not saying I fully understand it. So sometimes I'm like, I mean, people, you know, I'm like, I'm not offended. Okay. <laughs> I mean, do people? Do you get it? I mean that we, you know we my friend Eric you know I was telling you about him before but I mean we were talking about pronouns the last time and I mean you know there is this thing where it's like I don't even know how to necessarily I don't understand them they that to, to so I, I basically it's anything but he she essentially right I mean so can you let's say somebody has pronoun what what's the next pronoun from he she them they them, they you believe right we do you know me? No. The, them, they, and because then. so so you can so you can you can say you know I identify. What are your pronouns? The pronouns is are he him, uh, right? She know, her, her we they. Yeah, him her. So we, I they. Think, and I believe that's when you become into um, non-conforming, you know, and and non-binary type. What does non-binary mean? Okay, listen. I'm gay. I'm not the gay wizard. Okay? Well, well, you I don't, don't you don't identify as but you don't, don't, male yeah. or female, right? Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't take to a specific like that's the that's the whole Demi Lovato thing going on right now, right? Demi Lovato, the, the is actor she, is she is she did she come out as non-binary? I think so. I think oh, that was wow. I think that was just recently. Oh yes. no, the non-binary means I'm not a boy. Which or a girl. which I believe Sam Smith. Not, not so much biological. Sam Hunt. But no, Sam, Sam Smith. Smith. Came out as non-binary. So now, Which, so I'm like, like now I'm like I get I get it more and more, you know. And I as I start looking, I mean, you, as the times go, you're gonna have to learn these things. You gotta look these things up. And um, but it's just, you know, when you grow, it's just so. I'm like, I, and that's what I'm saying. Like you, you, so you know, obviously on. you were able again. In in, in the different. Because I mean, is is black homosexuality still within the black community? Still, as I mean, it, it's it's known to be very like you just don't do it, right? I mean, 
for a long period of time, it was the family would, you know, out, was, out loud. You don't do it out loud. You don't do it out loud. Yeah. Is it still that way? Do you feel, or is it now that times have changed? And, no, and that's the thing. I, I, they, I mean, of course, it's that. still, it's still there, but I feel like there is, um, with the times, you know, yeah. with the times, things become, um, a little easy. Like, like somebody said to me, how could you, uh, I remember another person of color saying that, how could you, um, say that you're a worship leader and, 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 uh, right, right, directly. Right. And I, you know, and I said to them, I said, how can you still sit in some of these black churches and be, and, and have these preachers preach against you and still plant seeds in their ministries? I don't, I don't get that. Right. I don't get, right. You know, um, so, I mean, it, it's just, it is what it is. Do you feel like living in New York, you feel more comfortable in, in that city or that you, it doesn't matter where you go? As far as? Just being, like, as far as even drag. I mean, the, the, that industry. Oh, and, yeah. So performance. Like, my, my dad used to hate, hate when I tell him, I'm on my way to a gig and I would take the, because I, I had no problem. I have no problem taking the train. Wearing, the, wearing in, your. In drag to, the, to a really? gig. I have yeah. no problem with yeah. it. Um, now there was a time that I, I, I would not do again. I would not do that. Yeah. I was like, uh, uh-uh. and, but he used to, he said, I hate, he used to hate that I get on, on the train to drag. Just worried about your safety though. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm yeah. like, so I'm not, I'm like, okay, just cause I put on these heels. I'm not no petite girl. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Um, uh, but you know, and I, I mean, I understood where he was coming from. Um, but and, cause it's a crazy, it's crazy. It's a crazy time right now. Like. Things are, are definitely. What's what is New York? You know, you you, you had said it earlier uh, when we were talking about COVID and and how like you know, Cuomo was was the point guy in, on COVID and and New York was kind of being looked at as almost more than the White House. Mm-hmm. It was like Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. out of New York. We everybody sees this stuff on television. You you live there, mm-hmm. right? Um, you make your life there. You you work there, right? It's not like you just or traveling in and out and you're right. You're right. What, you know, you, you had mentioned earlier the COVID having to show a COVID card, mm. a, v- a vaccine card. Well, no, you have an app. Now we have an app in New York. Right. So the Excelsior. Were, were you on board with the vaccine right now? As soon as you could get it, you went to get it. So, I, I mean, I, I guess I didn't really think about it, but because, um, the, as a performer, yeah, the only oh, way yeah. you could get gigs now where if, was you know singing private corporate gigs if you're vaccinated in new so, york or anywhere in new york yeah so okay. i was like well i mean it's not even <laughs> if i can get a gig i'm doing it I, I don't I'm care what do it. bill gates could put one right up in me so i, I was like uh you know at this point if the if, if, if i know gigs are available for vaccinated singers no kidding <laughs> yeah yeah i i don't think i really thought about but but i did so i had people who were like i don't know i'm, I'm thinking about it and you know but when, once i heard that i was like mm. Did it, how does it make you feel to be put into that position where you have to, like this vaccination, whether good, bad, or in between, I'm not talking about if it works, it doesn't work. If it's a, a conspiracy theory, I'm not talking about any of that. Mm-hmm. How did it feel to know that to work, to get a gig right now, you have to get this vaccine? Did it feel weird to you at all or just just... I'm just gonna go do it. I, I mean, trust it was free, so I was gonna do it. Well, no, right, but I'm saying like I trust the government. I'm gonna go do no, it. No, not even that. I trust, you know what? After, after I, I think it was for me after all that's happened, after all that we've been through in this last year, 
if I got to get it, I got to, well, I mean, come what may, like, you know, I'm, a, yeah, well, I mean, you didn't get COVID, right? I had it. Yeah. Yeah. You had it. I had it. What were your symptoms? I got it the first week of January. See, I, you, you hear that more and more. I think I had it in February. I got it the first week of January, 2021. Yeah, that's right. And that's because, and I did not know, I thought it was maybe because this New Year's thing I went to, but then I was talking to my mother on the phone. I went to go visit a friend upstate and took the trailways bus down back from upstate. And there was no social distancing on there. My mother literally goes, the bus. And I like, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, but you can't do that. I mean, that's that's hard to do, right? What? I mean, especially when at that point in time, no, but everybody was living life normal to try no, no, to pinpoint no, no. that. 2021. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But in January, in January. That, it still wasn't. We we were barely talking about it in January of 2020. No, you're talking I'm talking about, about 2021. Weaver, this th- year, you think you had it in 2019? Uh, oh, I had it in 2020. But Ho- no, well, February, no, no, of February of 2020. 2020. I had it in January of 2021. Holy! And then a Moses. lot of people we were saying that they had it back in like November of, 2019. of 2019. Yeah. So, yep. but me and you, we got it at the same time in October. Oh yeah, I got it. Put me in the hospital, but you know what put me in the hospital with it is and 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 what puts a lot of people in the hospital with it, which they didn't really talk about. I don't feel, but it's the damn pneumonia. pneumonia. Oh, it's, it's definitely underlined. Yeah, okay. well, the pneumonia is what's the breathing issues. I mean, it was atrocious. Yeah, it was rough. It like, was rough. I remember because I remember when people were saying, like, asking people if they knew anybody, you know, indirectly or directly who had died from COVID, and I I knew about ten people. How sick did you get? I uh, see, and I, 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 um, I couldn't smell. I couldn't taste. So pretty mild for you. Pretty, pretty mild, but I also I got a. I, I had first. I had got a. I was standing back. I got a cyst as well. Weird. A it, cyst. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know. It was. It was the worst. But I said, you know what? If I can get all of it out right now at the beginning of the year, yeah, <laughs> to to be su- successful and prosperous for the rest. Screw of it. Year. It's about like how I mean. He had it bad. I had very, barely any symptoms. Little aches in my back mm-hmm. and stuff. Dude, everybody's smell. ass is hurt. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. What? No, I'm not joking. All the band's asses started hurting after we went to a super spreader in Chicago. We, it was weird. It was like like your like upper lower hips, like up in the top of your butt cheeks, like uh, aching, really weird. And I'd get it. It would radiate down the back of my thighs. Yes, yeah. it, it, it's it's just crazy. It took people out who I'd never. Who I thought were indestructible, like COVID. You're like, what? Killed him? Yeah. Killed him? Yeah. No kidding. Well, I mean, see, my thing is, you you know, they, they there is something with all the deaths that happened too, though, that they made as a COVID mark. So you didn't know. Because, yep. And people weren't going to the doctor and people weren't going to the hospital mm-hmm. and they weren't getting themselves checked out or whatever. And nobody was dying of anything else. So, I mean, it's a, it's a little bit weird. It'd be interesting to know what the actual numbers were. Yeah. Because I, long long into it, I went to go get the antibody test, and and I didn't have the antibody. antibody. My friend goes, do you need to go back? And I said, well, let, let me live my health. Let me be <laughs> calm down. He was like, I can't believe that. And I was like, well, that's rude, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> so, and so, and so, so it's so funny because my dad passed in July of, um, last year, so people always – as COVID, I was like, no. And it's so funny because a lot of deaths, too, that were from just unexpected. Unexpected. I had a couple of friends who just. Now, did they did they have the breathing issues? I mean, because I, I haven't known. I didn't know anybody. The people that I knew that passed away from COVID had the had all had the breathing issues. 
Like there was nobody that I knew that didn't have a, a, a either pneumonia or whatever. Well, other well, most people I knew that, that that from COVID they had underlining things as Conditions. well, even if it wasn't. Yeah, they said that 76 percent of the seventy six percent of the people that passed away were obese. Really, overweight mm-hmm. or obese? Yeah. So I mean that's a big number, and you take out all the kids. It really wasn't. It, it wasn't so much mm-hmm. the death though, but had they. My thing is at this point in time, being from New York, especially seeing how they shut it down, right? Yes. Do you think it's possible a year from now to do that again, or people are not going to do that again? Well, I mean, if if COVID would make a comeback, uh see, it's hard to say because how, I mean, I'm just asking your I, opinion. I feel like I feel like people in general because we, I saw it even when because when they first shut it down, I mean, I would I would like. Go go out, out, walk outside at night because there was nobody out. So yeah. was, and there was really nobody out. And but after a while, after maybe I think you know people started because I think after a while people are just like you can't. I'd rather die. You, I mean, like, what's the point of living if I got his right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so and, and that being said too, and we touched on it a little bit at dinner, but I mean, you know, so now you got this going on, you got uh, the George Floyd issue during this whole situation mm-hmm. police officers in new york are retiring quitting all those t- all those types of things mm-hmm. I, I guess when i'm asking you these questions it, it, it you know my 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 issue is is it felt on the ground floor of people that live there as opposed to what people are seeing from out from tv and and reading do you feel do you feel any different with any of it, how they how they dealt with COVID, how the how the how the police issue was done there, living there. Uh, I think I think, and I, actually, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it it gave. It really made me realize how much of a bubble you can, especially when you're in, you can live in sometimes. Yep. Where um, you may not take notice of things, and um, you're right because we had this we had this quarantine and then we had curfew that happened on top of that and i remember um i was staying uh i was living in this building and living on the 26th floor look and it was in 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 uh midtown and i remember the first night of curfew because the curfew was at eight o'clock and i remember looking out the window and you just it's just this Calmness. Not, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't calm, but it was just quietness. But then you just. I remember seeing this line of just police cars just driving down the street, and I was. I really? just like started crying because it's just like it was so real. It was so. It was so real. It was like it, this is. It was like this is twenty twenty, and this is where we are right now. Yeah. Like, you know, and and uh we were we were someplace, and I said to a friend, I said, "Well, why don't you come, just meet us down the street." Uh, and I remember talking to that person. They said, "I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna hang out here till you guys get back," because they were genuinely concerned. Because because after eight o'clock, what's gonna happen? Yeah. So I mean, we were definitely, especially, and, and this was an African American friend. We were. It was definitely a. Because I, I think at, at a certain point it became like, oh, all more of this is coming to the light, but it's not like people are like, oh, let's back down. It's like, what's well, coming to the light? So show out your colors. Right. And, you and, know? and my thing is New York is definitely such a huge melting pot. And you get, I, I just, honestly, I, I really feel a lot of times that we 
you know, people outside of that kind of city. Again, I Nashville's a huge city, right? There's a lot of different people here, but nothing, no, there's no place like New York. Mm-hmm. And it does get an eyeball on it for every issue, mm-hmm. right? And, I, and to me, it's like, I, I don't mean to, to keep reiterating it, but I, I am interested in, in how you feel about, you know, did you feel, have you felt different over any of these things that that has affected, are, are people there still patriotic? Are they still, do they st- is America still a, th- a thing in New York? I mean, I, you know, do, it, it, has it ever been? I mean, do you feel like everything that's happened in the year and this year and a half has affected anything like, like we feel, I think people see looking at someplace like New York City? I mean, I don't know. I know, I know for me, I'm just, you know, you've come to a point where you're like, you know, a place where you're like, oh, <laughs> we call it, you know, that people, you, you stop and think, how do people, how do people from other countries, like, you know, they said, this is where you come to, to, to make your dreams come true. Right. And just like, like, you know, or, or when they say make America great, when, like, wow. Like, it's right, just, but I mean, did you not see that? I have an issue with that for this purpose, that unless you go to these places, is that really, are you able to really feel that way? Knowing that America still is the most prosperous place and really in the world uh, for, 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 for people. Mm-hmm. I mean, for, I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it, you know, I, I go to Brazil and I can still, you can say whatever you want, but I mean, you come back to America and you do see why people want to come here, you know? Yeah. And, 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 but, but I think for me, for on the, on the fact of, it's actually somebody said something to a friend of mine um because they're 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 um from Morocco and he was he brought up the fact that a friend of ours everything was about um he brought up everything about you know I'm a black man and I need to do and so he was like he he said he would get so mad when he had to explain it but my friend from Morocco said you you have to understand for me I did not experience race. racism was not a thing where I grew up, you know? So he was like, so it wasn't, um, so he said, I, I, he was open to hearing it, but he was like, you know, and I think a lot of times it comes out of anger, rightfully so, right. you know, but, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's, um, it's, it's hard to be, I mean, it's hard to believe. Like I always say, my my thing that I sit down and I struggle with is the fact that fifty years ago, like black people just got the right to vote. Fifty years ago, meaning my parent my parents were born within two or three years of black people getting the right to vote. Like that baffles me. Or what really kills me is the fact that just because somebody is a different color, they were, you know, you're treated or not treated as human. Um, it, it just, I, didn't, I, I just don't, you know. Right. It's just, it's hard. It's hard to, to comprehend sometimes, you know. Right. And so, you know, my, my thing is, I guess I get a, I have an issue with, because generationally, you didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. So the, to carry that burden or to make that part of the fight, even though now it's no longer that way. So meaning the people in the 60s that had to deal with that, mm-hmm. they had to carry that, and they had to push that, and they had, just like women in the in the 20s 
and in the 30s it didn't have the right to vote until 1920s you know well i mean it's it's different yeah it's different issues but i was because i say i tell you i i literally i was like it's i was like it's 2020 why do i feel like I, i'm i'm um my life the same stories that i would hear the same struggles and maybe the different a different purpose and right. a different cause but it was still a, the same you know like i have to go out and protest in 2020 for you know it, it really is not not that different it's just a different a different uh cause but it's just but it's pretty much the same thing I, I I I mean I don't know. I mean it's always interesting to me to to hear your perspective. I mean I can't. I'm not, and and, and so I'm just because I never thought that until until things that were happening recently. I was like, wow. Like I remember hearing about this growing up. Right, but the fact that you never you've I I shouldn't say never, but the the fact that you haven't had the experiences maybe that you've heard or are protesting is that's I guess part of my, going back to my genesis of this question, which is growing up. I mean, how much of that, what, of the three things, I mean, like, cause you know, again, black, gay and, mm-hmm. you know, drag queen, th- that kind of thing. What w- was the drag the most, the biggest issue or have you dealt with racism? It, it, it is, you feel, you understand that and you've had to deal with that or again, oh, I mean, I, I've, I mean, I've dealt with racism. I've dealt, so you, I mean, are you asking what, is, what, what has been the biggest well, I, I guess I mean you know you, you had mentioned the bubble, and I that's where I feel like a lot of people live, especially when you get outside of bigger cities. Right, it is a bubble. Oh yeah. So I so I, I say this all the time. I say this often. I think for me personally, I think I have been, um, I have been, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to. I don't. Yeah, you gotta be careful with what you yeah. say. I mean, I'm not trying to. I have, just, I've, I've had a I've had a very different experience. I want to say, um, and I think it's because um, I went to school and I I lived in Iowa for eight years, and, and you know, yeah. um, and so I just you know those two, you know, I sure, lived, yeah. So when I mean when I got to college, I was one of seven black people um, my freshman year. So do you think that it? it no, I, you know, I always have this question too. Is 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 racism something that you feel is instilled in I don't know black versus white situation that every white person is is whether they think they are or not or are you is it individual based? No, I mean I think I think it's, a, it's very much a taught thing. Um, I think um, <clears throat> I I mean it's it's definitely individual based. Yeah. I, I will say that. Um, I think that there are some things. I think that that sometimes people can be overly cautious, <laughs> yeah, right? I and understand. then you know, yeah. then they, then you're like, okay, well, and you're not trying to be, <laughs> you know. So again, in a place like New York City, that seems to be very accepting of everybody and whatever anybody wants to do. Is that a wrong perception? Yeah, yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so even outside of the city or in inside of the city, it is very segregated within groups, whether it be gay, because I mean, let's face it, 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 it's no longer a white and black situation in New York City, right? right? There, matter of fact, whites are probably not even a, they're a minority, correct? I mean, 
In the city? No, no, no. I'm not saying no, that. No, 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 no. I'm no. just saying, you but know, no, as no, far no, as... The, no, this, it, just, it depends on where you go. Right, but I'm saying, like, New York State, no, no, it is what it is. It's probably, mm-hmm. like, the re, it's representative of the rest of the right, country, right. right? But New York City, you know, that, it's always interesting to me when people, when you look at these issues. De Blasio being, you know, he, he was put on a, on a huge stage during mm-hmm. COVID, right? And so people are, again, it's amplified, and it's just, and it's not even really, you know, that I'm asking you about these specific social issues. Mm-hmm. It's more about just your opinion. And you said it to me, that bubble, a lot of people don't say that. Yeah. No, I mean, but it's very true. But you, you are. And when you're in the city, you're, you're, you can get lost in the bubble. Yeah. Well, or, or just going to your restaurant, going to your mm-hmm. job, going to your friend's house. And that's all yeah. that you do. Yeah. No, honestly, well, because I mean, we were talking about this too. Like, I mean, you, you get, and that's the thing people think is city life, but you get into a routine of, you know, what like people ask people come to visit all the time and say, you know, what what recommendations can you give me on? I can, I could probably give you about five places that I know and that I go consistently. If you had a chance to be anybody else, any other race, creed, color, religion, idea, person, singer, whatever, any if you had a, if I gave you a magic wand right now and said. I will change you to anything that you want. Would you change who you are right now? No. So that's why I think America's great. That's why. So we can be, this place can be whatever it wants to be. It can be dumb, stupid at times. It could be whatever the case is. But I feel that most people in America, if asked that question, would give the same answer. That's why I think this country's great. You know, and and, and everybody needs help. And, and, And we all, but it's, it's rough for me sometimes to sit up here and read about stuff and look at stuff and you look at New York and you're like, God, is it, is it that way? Is it, do people live there really feel that way? Or, or, you know, or is it us against them? You know, and it's not. And I mean, that's how we can sit down together mm-hmm. and social media and what it's done for people. I mean, you know, did, did that, how do you feel? That's another good question, especially being, you know, younger mm-hmm. and did, was social media helpful for you uh, being able to, to access different people and, and more than just television and, and newspaper? Uh, <laughs> I think social media, uh, well, I think, I think it's very much both. Um, on the one hand, um, yes, you do have, you have, there's more access, there's more availability, there's more, there's more knowledge. Um, but then there's also, um, now, now you, your eyes are open to more. Yeah, you know, and there's, uh, like for instance, um, you know, I was involved in, in in something last year that you know, because of social media, you know, I it could possibly cost me my career. And, oh, wow. You know, yeah. and so, so I mean, it, it's very it's. It's very much a give and take, you know. Well, I just mean, you know, for what what you do, and 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 being young and deciding that this is that you were okay with being whoever you wanted to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, it, did it help you because you saw other people doing it and, and being happy, or did it hurt too because you saw how other people treated other people? I mean, I mean it kind of. Let me tell you, I don't. I hate technology. No, no, no. no I'm serious. I, I, I mean, but but it, but it really, it really. So during during the pandemic, again, because I started the Wednesday nights. Um, it still kept me, it kept me relevant. It kept me, yeah. you know, it kept, that way you don't yeah. just get fade lost. off, get yeah. lost, you know? And so it, it gave me a an outlet to still connect with people. 
um which is great i mean i'm I'm so grateful for for that because you know i I think of where I would be if I never started to do a, a Wednesday night lot you no know? kidding, you know because uh, who would oh chris weaver you know wonder what happened to him you i know? mean the fact that we picked wednesday night it's, you know pick a number between one and ten five that's so when were you born march 31st god so see your libras are one through ten i mean that's a middle and you're not a libra though you're oh. what is that scorpio i'm an aries aries wait when's yours october oh i'm the last day of libra Andy's is January. January. You're an Aries too. No, I'm not. Aquarius. No. You're a Pisces. Aquarius. Nope. Sagittarius. No. Wait, what? No, Aquarius. Nope. No. You Aquadon. You're Aquarius or Pisces. Aqualung. Capricorn. What? In January? Oh, December. The earlier part of January. Uh, January 11th. 11th. That's right. Uh, I'm a strong Capricorn too. No, you're not. Yeah, and I don't. I don't Very know. Much I don't know, know about these the risings and. What do you mean? Like they'll say, "I'm an Aries with the." What is the? What is the? Uh, look up, Andy. Look up. Well, I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna do another another break real quick. But look up your look up your sun. What do they call them? What's it called? The sun symbol or something? What my uh... my sign? What are the sign? What are, what is that? Well, we'd have to do. You got to do your chart to do that. Oh, I just thought that there was like a general. Your, your, Libras are like this, and Capricorns are like this. Oh, the well, tr- the traits of them. You yeah, yeah. You those, can, those well, we can tr- do we can do the traits, but if you really want to know exactly like when your moon is rising and which how the planets were aligned, you have to you got to do like. No, I just wanted to date, do the traits. Date time. You do a Myers Briggs exactly test. where you were born. <laughs> I wonder if we would be on that. Where we'd be on that together. We're gonna we're gonna come back and we're gonna do this little thing. You remember this question I asked you? Oh yes, I we're gonna them. see how many of them, if any, we get exactly the same. Okay. My mom is an author, and she wrote these two children's books, and she uh, oh. also has uh, also has some. Uh, it's the little little uh, it's the little uh, ladybug there. Mm-hmm. They're they're really cool. If you have kids, you can you can buy both of these. I think what what is the what is the uh, what's her what's her handle? Yeah, that's up. what I want. There oh, it is. that's what that's you it. wanted. Okay. Oh, yeah, there you go. There it is. Uh, and uh, you had another scene though that went to something. I thought. No, mm. I got. I got to. I got to make the commercial. She, okay. she. My mom's gotten really creative making stones. It's really neat work, uh, and and really neat stuff, and especially for kids and, and all that kind of stuff. So make sure you the wiggly spider, uh, a slug, salamander, and the bug, and then and uh, she's going to help me write mine on private pancakes. Uh, it's general <laughs> butt cheeks and private pancakes. I like it. I think it's going to be great. Aurora Nutrisciences Mega Liposomal products offer greater bioavailability. Through our proprietary process, vitamin C or glutathione molecules are encapsulated in liposomes that ensure much greater absorption into your body's bloodstream through the GI tract. This allows for greater efficacy of these nutrients into your body's bloodstream. Use HVVCAST when you purchase at www.auroranutriscience.com for a 10% discount at checkout. Sony introduces premium branded car audio systems, bespoke and custom tuning, making the car the ultimate emotional life space, quality products and sound. We are passionate about custom design and innovation. Delivering an immersive in-car musical experience. 
Sony Car Audio 2.0. Did he put, <laughs> look, man, I mean, how long have those been up there? They've been up there. I didn't even notice them. I'm going to guess, let's see, you're, I'm going to say, so that's 1986. What? That picture of you. What? Right? 86? I wasn't born yet. <laughs> oh, 33. <laughs> man, that's unbelievable. That looks like one of those cheap. Sears pictures that everybody used to get as a kid. I guess they got no, them in the nineties too. No, we actually took it. We actually took it in the woods. <laughs> That's carpet. <laughs> you do live in New York. That Wait, picture. Look at look at it. How are you in that picture? I'm uh six, maybe five, six. What year? What year was this? That would have been uh, eighty one. Wait, how old are you? Forty three. Oh, I know. I'm damn good looking guy for forty three. Okay. You don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> Look at that house behind me, Chris. Asbestos. It was all asbestos. Stop it. No. I'm Are you not serious? Kidding. Oh, yeah. No. Oh I, when they tore it down, they had to have guys in hazmat suits come out. All right. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. What I got now is I got five things okay. that I like. Okay. Five things I like. So I'm going to ask you the same question before I show my answer. All right. Okay. What is your favorite Favorite ice cream? Cookies and cream. Oh, all right. Mine? Salted caramel. Never heard of it. <laughs> Are you joking? I mean, I've heard of it, but is that really a thing? So I'm going to try your ice cream tomorrow, <laughs> and you're going to try but see, mine. But see, with cookies and cream, you just can't try any. Okay, well. Turkey Hill. A turkey. I've heard of Turkey Hill. We got Turkey Hill. Oh, we're going to do it. Okay, we're going to do it. Okay. Briars, yeah. Second question. Favorite cartoon. Humana, 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 humana. Humana, humana, humana. Um, say it. I can feel it. Try right on the tip of your tongue. I'm going to say, oh gosh, I had a whole conversation about cartoons yesterday. My favorite cartoon. Come on, man. In general, I was going to say Looney, Looney Tunes. Oh, oh, what? Chris Weaver coming in the house. Yes. Are you kidding me? No. I did these. You didn't. You did not know my no, answers. I, 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 this is my first time seeing it. Uh, which, by the way, HBO Max has every season of oh, Looney Tunes. I, I got. I have it. Uh, and, and I had Boomerang until HBO Max came out. That is crazy. Is that not nuts? I love Looney Tunes. You're a good man. Yes. You're a good Chris Weaver. Yeah. You're a good representation. Okay. Of Representing the, of the, the CW, of the C Dub. All right. Favorite alcoholic beverage? So I don't really drink. Um, this is going to be rough then for us. We're not going to make it together. So, but when I did drink, yeah, I used to drink um, uh, absolute. So it's vodka. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we're going. Oh, yeah. We're going to differ there. And now that Whis is whiskey. This is more of a southern uh, thing. Yes. Uh oh. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. That's more of a southern thing. So, I, I mean, I get that. I'm not going to. I wanted to be true to the answers, right? So, I didn't want to. I just want to do things just because North 
was not such a whiskey whiskey thing. Yeah. All right. He hey, we got Looney Tunes. We got You're, Bugs yeah. Bunny. Well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> All um, right. So, so Hey, you know what? Um What? We have a call. Who? It says Eric. Oh, Eric's on the phone. Oh, it's Eric. It is Eric. This is Eric. Hello, Eric. Is Hello, he? you're on How Valid Is Your Virginity with Chris Weaver and Chris Weaver. <laughs> how Valid Is Your Virginity? <laughs> how, how cool is that? What's that? In the middle of your, um, in the middle of your, uh, your guessing game, because this is very interesting. Well, no. Um, okay, stay on the phone so, with us then. Stay on the phone. All right? Stay yeah, on the phone. Stay on the phone. Go ahead. Uh, all right, don't go anywhere. Okay, so now, number four. Yeah. Number four, uh, what is your favorite drink from Starbucks? Uh, so I, I don't really go to Starbucks, but, during, but I mean, just during the Christmas houses, season, coffee house. Uh, during the Christmas season, I do love Starbucks's uh, creme brulee latte. Love it. All right. I don't. I don't think we can even stretch it to this. I like. I like iced chai tea. <laughs> what? I don't understand why people get stuff iced. All right. So here is the test. Here's the t- you don't understand why people get stuff iced like tea and coffee. Oh, let me get you a vodka w- with warm tea. Now that I'll get you some warm tea <laughs> vodka, no problem. I got you covered. All right, a random thought about exercise. Random thought, just whatever you want to say. Yoga pants. Just a random thought about it. It could be a sentence. Uh, I, I would say make it a sentence. So like a reg- a random sentence about exercise. Yeah. That's my thought. Yeah. That's kind of. Just go ahead and give me a sentence. Um, it's great if you're into that. <laughs> I think I'm going to say we got two watching other people exercise. <laughs> I'm like, uh, that's it. That's it. I think we got. I'm going to say that I'm going to give myself that one. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, I'm, and I, I will tell you, I will, I will tell you, I. Sometimes, if I got errands to run in the city, I would just put on some athletic gear like I just came from the gym just to go run errands. <laughs> and I am okay. not meant to know. So, on the phone right now, mm-hmm. Eric, he is my friend from Mississippi who does drag as well. Hi, Eric. He's actually very, very beautiful. What? Very beautiful. He's got a very beautiful, uh, he's very beautiful when he dresses up. What are you doing, man? What's going on down only, there? Are you enjoying the show? Then, it's almost over. I'm only I'm only beautiful when I'm dressing up. That's oh. the only time. Oh, are you seriously, I, dude? Seriously. Well, I mean, you did keep baby in the corner over here. I'm just saying. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't know. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. Listen, I mean, this New is... York Chris Weaver. I am a fan. Well, I'm a fan of both Chris Weaver. Oh, so thank you. We, we, you need to. Uh, you got any? You got any? Got you got any things you want to share about about the uh, about shoes? Because we we had that a little bit ago. Well, he says pronouns. Hey, he wants to talk about pronouns. Oh, the pronouns. Got, yeah, the, he's now that. here's if you're learning about pronouns, yes. this is the guy. Okay. Yes. Talk, d- well, listen. I don't really have a lot to add to it. I appreciated that you guys were so honest about the fact that it's so difficult. You know, especially when we identify as you know men and he him pronouns. It's very difficult to to um, kind of stretch your brain out to understand what people are going through. Like, you know, Demi Lovato just came out as non-binary and, you know, it's going to be a long time before I can, she's one of my favorite, you know, entertainers. And it's hard for me to be like, Oh, she, you know, I just did it. 
So she goes by, you know, they and them and all that now. And it's, you know, it's difficult to stretch your brain around it. So Becca, so this, is a, this is a great example. This is a great, this is a great example because this is what I don't understand. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking right. about it, they, what, 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 how do you now, if you cannot say she, what I'm supposed to mm -hmm. say they, but if I'm talking to somebody that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. It is because in the English language, there's a singular version of they. Like, this is a legit thing. And it took me a long time to figure out exactly how it works. But instead of saying she has great shoes, you would say they have great shoes. Oh. And it sounds just like the, the plural version of she, you know, what is this like a group of girls or a group of boys. You would say they, but it is a singular version because you're referring to one person. Actually, that is in. Does that make sense? That's in. That is in. Other languages, Spanish, ah. Portuguese. I mean that Ellas, Ellas, Eli, Ellis, Ellis, Ellis mm -hmm. means boys, a group mm -hmm. of boys, or it means a group of people. Interesting. Did yeah. not know that. But that that actually makes yeah. sense now. They have great shoes. If I was talking about one person, I, I could I, I I've used that before. They have yeah. great shoes. Yeah. Never thought about that. Yeah, totally. So you would do that. You know, when you're referring to a non-binary person, you would say, you know, them, they, or they. You wouldn't say he or she because they don't identify with um, the gender that they were born as. Does that make sense? They don't yes. identify with any gender, though, right? Because uh, otherwise you would just call no. them the opposite. Right. If you were opposite, you would identify as trans. And now listen, non-binary is a version of trans. And that's confusing for a lot of people, too. They're all, you know different versions of trans but you know um really? the trans person that we would normally think about would be like you know a man who was born in a woman's body or a woman who's born in a man's body and they're transitioning mm -hmm. they're on a journey to become who they really are so then you would refer to them as the pronoun that they've chosen which would be you know for the the biological male who is identifying as female you would call her she you know so it's like I don't know. It was hard when, you know, because the last time I was on your show, we tried so hard to get through it. And I was like, I know how to explain this, but it's so difficult, you know. So mm -hmm. I'm glad that you guys brought it up again, because it's, it's something that, you know, we're continuing to learn about. And especially ongoing now, like you guys transition, transitioned right into the conversation about social media. And I actually don't mean to change the subject so quickly, but I was so like into that part of the show because I was like, you know, social media was awesome when it came out. You know, I started doing drag before mm -hmm. social media, you know, before like cell phones were just now getting to be a big thing. And um, the big thing, like I was really hoping that Chris would discuss was the fact that, you know, in the gay community, we're notorious for eating our young. Notorious. Oh. And like with the, the drag community as well, you know, like you talk about getting in a bubble and stuff. Sometimes social media is just brutal. For gay yeah. people, or especially drag queens, because yeah. other drag queens will eat you alive oh, on social oh, media. I, you know? I, I say it all the time. We're, I say just, we 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 are the, the we are the greatest. Let me tell you, we we can build somebody up, but we're even better. Sometimes they turn each other down. Really? Yeah. Oh, each yeah. other. We are, and yeah. it's and it's so unfortunate, you know, because we want you know to spread the love, and you know we want to talk love is love and all that good stuff. But the second, you know, somebody comes for you, mm -hmm. you're like, the library's open, it's yep. time, and you just rip them apart. Yep. And it's it's hard not to engage in that kind of behavior. 
but it is very prevalent on social media. It's even worse now than I feel like it's ever been. Yeah. I can't imagine being, you know, a young person, especially, you know, a young person of color, anything, you know, where they're constantly being challenged. That was another thing you guys talked about that, you know, I'm, I was just so drawn into it, you know, because I'm in the South and, you know, I'm in North Mississippi. And um, the biggest conversation I have with my friends here is that, you know, when I was growing up, like I never had a conversation with my family at the dinner table about what I'm supposed to do when I get pulled over by a cop. Mm -hmm. You know, I was never um, told, you know, you behave or you act a certain way because they're expecting you to do something else. You know, like this is something that's very common with my friends here that, you know, you say that, Oh, uh, things are different or, you know, you don't know, you haven't experienced what your, your family experienced, your, your older family, you know, but really, you know, they're experiencing the same thing. It's just in a different way, you know, and it's, it's so like difficult for us to kind of catch that perspective. Cause we're like, Oh, well, we didn't do it. You know, it's so easy for people to be like, well, we didn't do that, but really we're, we're kind of all doing the same thing just over and over again, just mm-hmm. in different ways and calling it something else. And it's very frustrating, you know, to to think about the fact that people think, oh, well, that was a different time and it's over with, whatever. I mean, I feel like it's every day we're seeing more and more of this behavior. It's difficult. I don't know. I didn't mean to bring you all down. But no, you no, no. I mean, there's so very many, much, very much. So many conversations were so good tonight. <laughs> I didn't even want to interrupt. No, I'm glad you did because honestly, you know, even, even Chris was talking about it earlier was like, you know, I'm gay, but it doesn't mean I know this stuff. And I mean, we've had this conversation too, Eric. But uh, you know that 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 is interesting because my my issue with the pronouns is more about I just sometimes don't understand how you're supposed to then talk about somebody in a conversation. And then it, at that point in time, oh, yeah. it really becomes if you don't mm-hmm. do it, then it's yeah disrespectful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're an asshole. If you don't do it, you're an asshole. Yeah. And it's it's so difficult. My, my, you know? my problem that, is that I call everybody she. I literally, like, <laughs> that yeah. is my problem. Yeah. Yes. And I, I, was, I was with a friend who happens to be FTM, female to male. And I remember um, he, he said, well, I'm going to go. And I was like, why are you leaving? He was like, well, you called me she. And I was oh. like, and I, and I didn't think, but I was talking and I realized that my, before my dad passed away, he used to always say, and it, it didn't matter. I, I, I'd call him and I'd be so, I'd, ooh. That's all right. You just, I'd be so mad. And he'd go, um, and even in my anger, he'd be like, Christopher, Christopher, stop calling, stop calling, stop calling him a she. I said, and I'm like, don't correct me right now. Like, <laughs> let me finish my story. Because I, I, I naturally just, I'm always like, she. My friend's dog, I'd be like, how's she do? Is she, uh, he's a boy, I don't know, she. I'm just so. so I mean, but you so that person, that's a prime example of something we've we've talked about before, which is <clears throat> you you didn't know you were disrespecting them. So at that point in time, my thing is, why doesn't that person just say, hey, don't want to be called she? Well, and, and I and I explained because I, I clearly saw it. So I explained how, I, you know, I was like, I, I said, I'm, I de- I'm so sorry. I was like, I but I. Oh, and so when he, when he said that though, I was like, "Oh, let me explain." I was like, "I always I'm not saying that. I mean, it's just something that I right and that I always." But it's do. not bad. It's not right or wrong. Right. It's not right to them. Right. So yeah, it's like they just habit, need to tell you, know, you, and it's hard to break mm-hmm. the habit. Right. 
Right, but but my thing is, they just need to tell you. And so my we go. It goes back to this whole thing about respecting someone. Yeah. Okay. And so most of the time, you could say respect is earned. Correct. I mean, so you're not just supposed to. You don't respect everybody you meet all the time. It'd be it would it would take out right. your whole life. I mean, as far as like, I'm not talking about just dogging people. I'm saying. As far as getting to know them and treating them the way, instead of just the blanket, you treat people that you meet at the gas station, right? You just have a certain way of treating people respectful in the sense of, hello, ma'am, sir, Mm -hmm. that type of thing, which everybody gets. When you start getting into this deeper stuff, I mean, that that really comes with, you need to know me, right? you you Mm got to get to know me before you know what my pronouns are. And so my thing is, when people get upset right off the bat, so they you're you're talking and being yourself, and this person's going to leave a party because they hadn't told you yet that right. they didn't want to be called that. That's what I'm. That's and that's honestly that's and I'm glad I'm glad this person addressed it because that's where a lot that's where a lot of I feel like a lot of prob, the problem comes in. Yes, is that people are we we you hold things and now you don't want. I'm not talking to this one because of something they did to me. Five years ago, yeah. and I never, you called me this five years ago, you know, and rather than mm-hmm. just let's just deal it. with this. And so it's so funny because this year, and I mean, I'm, this year I have been very intentional about if somebody has, if I have a problem with somebody or somebody did something, just say something. Yeah. Because you, you have all this. Don't you think that takes away probably 90% of our problems? It, it, literally. I mean, it's I unbelievable. Agree. The, the, the racism, the, the 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 gay bashing, the the all of it, and a lot of it, a lot of it is because a lot of these issues rise because people just you don't understand because you don't take the time to, to say to, to, to say if you yeah. don't understand, say I don't understand, I don't get it. I think everybody Bye. should have to Bye. start a podcast and try to talk to everybody they always they they do not they never met before. I think this is a great thing. I mean that is one thing, and I, me and Andy have I talked agree. about it even. Yeah, it's like there are so many things I've learned about people that I've known for years because I invited them on the on the show to talk about what they do. Mm-hmm. And then it ends up having discussions like this, right? And 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 you're like, man, I mean, I, I would have never, I've known you, I've, I've been at the standard a thousand times, but we've never had this conversation. Never would have had this conversation. I never would have met you had I not done this show. Yep. People are afraid of what they don't know. Yeah. Why if people know if people know that, Mm -hmm. then I think people that get upset at that also need to check their self themselves. That's that's the one thing, especially when 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 I when we did the finale with the drag on the on the show, I said that's the one thing that I really really came to a full conclusion of that people are afraid of because it was something new because they never seen that. People are upset mm-hmm. about that. It's just like, for instance, in in the in the gospel music world, when Kirk Franklin came out, Kirk Franklin had this hip hop feel to his music, and the church was like, "Oh no, you know." But then you go back, you think of like Thomas Dorsey, who wrote "Precious Lord, Take My Hand," which is one of the greatest hymns ever written. When he wrote that, they said, "This is too bluesy for the church." Oh my! They said this devil music. I mean, don't you think that? Wow. Even though the thing, human beings are just the same ball wrapped into different layers. And right? we're young. It's the same. Our shit. civilization yeah, is so super young. young. And so when you talk about the voting or the same things over and over again, I mean, people are idiots. At the end of the day, we still are like a virus, and there are going to be these people that dominate everybody else. The, the richest people that will never know what the hell's going on. The big government, the whole thing, and and then the rest of us. Right. 
who who just are trying to find their place, mm-hmm. whatever the case is, not in a system, so so to speak. And I think that that's we 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 mimic nature. Will we ever change? I don't think we're ever gonna change, as long as we keep reproducing. Right? Because I mean, you're right. Like it's it's survival, you know. And whatever happens in our own personal lives, it's gonna eventually take over. I will say you know, that I will say like that when virus, you find somebody like that you, I'm sorry, we all, like, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, no. I you finish. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. It's it's like when the virus first started. You know, we were all so kind to each other. We were all so helpful. But you notice there in the thick of it, it started getting, don't get close to me, don't look at me, don't cough near me, don't sneeze uh, near me, to be the on last train, no. <laughs> You know, it turned into this whole thing where it was all about, you know, taking care of yourself and your family member and, you know, don't come over to my house, my mom's here. You know, it just turns into yeah. this brutal thing. I mean, I feel and like it always people are will. Just we will always like, go back yeah. to survival. Always. This is true. I mean, the bottom line, too, is if you find somebody screaming and yelling about something, Usually there's something wrong in their life that they don't want to pay attention to. Yes. Right. Yeah, so they're scared. You and, know, it's well, fear, it's not you know? even, not even about being scared. It's just not, it's easier to deal with other things than your own things. And I think we, a lot of people, a majority of the people of, pe- of people know this. And that's why you can watch CNN and it's almost like a reality TV show. It's not necessarily real. And people yeah. go about doing their own business and they're, that's why when there's a mass shooting or there's, uh, you know, the George Floyd issues or whatever. Uh, two years later, nine eleven for God's sakes, every, we just get over it. Yeah, we, <laughs> you move on because it's really not a majority of the country. At the end of the day, I'm not talking about the the the. I'm talking about the things that are getting blown up and put in your face mm-hmm. like a movie. Yeah, that is not how everyday life is. Because no, it, it it didn't. It's all let's come together. Right. Let's let's. Let's be kind to one another. Yeah. Let's be, and then, you know, then yeah. and that's shit. And now yeah. let's tear them apart, and everybody, you yeah. know, I, I mean, it's just it, like it's just like we were. I was talking about this whole thing. Like my big thing was uh, this whole thing with with uh, cancel culture. Oh which, my god! Like, but oh okay, god, so, so but but can we? So and somebody, somebody said you brought up a good point because I asked the question. So now that we've stripped these people of everything, like we, so we don't want you to work again. We don't want you to have any means of. So what? What do we give? There's no. Do we give these people a chance of redemption? Do we give them a, a you know? What do you do? You Nothing. just leave them out there, like yeah. Chris. And 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 we can we can end on this because I know our two hours is already up, if you can believe it. But Andy, we we had a conversation. I don't know if you were here when we talked about this, Eric. Try to find the genesis of cancel. Try to find it. Oh, we did. Yeah, the, it's it's yeah, we unbelievable, about that and it's so weird. It's unbelievable with cancel culture. You know, you don't learn anything from it. No, uh, you know, you just cancel somebody, and then nobody learns a thing. Right, from because it. right, there's no, it's there's crazy. no, there's no, there's no, te- there's no. Oh, this is what you did wrong. Let's let's. There's no. You just we're gonna strip you of everything, and that's it. You'll never work again. You'll never. Who we don't care how I you think eat. It's a way we don't that, care you. I think it's a way that people get rid of other people. Now, I'm not talking about the population. I'm talking about. The people that hire these people, the movie actors, these people that do not want to just get companies that don't want to fire folks. It's disgusting. And 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 they start because if you try to find the people who try to cancel, whoever cancel, who's ever canceling somebody, it's one or two people maybe you can find. Mm-hmm. It's the train that starts from a seed. Yeah, it's these it's these little influencers that start yeah. these fires, and then it's built on the backs of uh, of virtue signaling. 
You know, yeah. everybody yes. just wants yeah. to. You know, everybody just wants there's, to be as woker than the than the next. There's no know? such thing as cancel yeah. culture. It's all a farce in the sense that all it is is like he said, it's virtue signaling. Once once some a ball a little snowball gets rolling, somebody. So so what? Some thirteen year old kid tries to cancel Eminem. Who who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. But when other people start getting right. on the train, yep. Then we all of a sudden, like you said, you're stripping people, whatever the case is. I I honestly think, you know what I think? It's aliens. I think 15 years from now, the government's going to come out and say, cancel culture. What didn't wasn't even real. We did it. Hey, but you know what? The, some uh, right now, yeah. uh, depending on who you are, though, pretty much one of the best things that could happen to you right now is, is to canceled. get canceled. Yeah, because people are going to come to your side. Yeah, it makes. You, I mean, really? That makes you that, so that's, that's widely true. known it's now true. to get canceled. Like if you get canceled, everybody knows who you well, are. Because, uh, but like, like we said the last time I was there, nobody knows who they are. Yeah, but, right, no, not, not a damn it's soul. It's a bunch of non-binary <laughs> aliens. It's a bunch of non-binary <laughs> aliens up in a cave somewhere. Just, I mean, it. I just, I don't get it. And they're wearing I, great shoes. Because I never understood that. Because it's just like, it's just like growing up. If you did something wrong, your parents are not going to say you're done. <laughs> you're like, I'm, I'm putting you out the house. Right. No, you have a chance. Now you can redeem yourself this way. Yeah. But like, what? Where? There's no Where did we become? Where did? Dude, you know what uh, we gotta do. You know what we gotta do. You go back to New York. Redemption mm-hmm. culture. <laughs> no, you got to go back to New York. And you got to say, I said some of the foulest shit to you after the show was over. I'm canceled. You cancel oh me. Then I'm going to say some of the, he said some of the foulest <laughs> shit to me. And I'm going to cancel you and we're going to be huge. We're going to be huge. Oh my God. Chris Reeve will cancel Chris Reeve. Hey, I'm going to let you guys go so you can finish up. I love you. But I do want to say one more thing. Yep. Chris, yep. that white hair with that those eyelashes killed me i loved it it was amazing oh thank you well done Wait, i'm so sorry oh, i didn't see the silver hair oh he's, so, from oh, the, no, he's talking so about the short blonde from, hair on the, from the voice yeah the, the oh it was so good no from the the, the drag show yeah the yeah. Your first yeah i, Wait, yeah. I thought it was the underneath Love the wig that. thing you know what i'm talking about what? Uh-uh. i'm sorry i gotta get that fixed i gotta do something about that <laughs> You're, that's what you're talking right, about when he was doing drag, right? Okay, I love you too. On Just, the voice. Yes. No. Yeah, I'm talking about the big white hair. Yeah, on the voice. the voice. Yes, Alan Aponte did my makeup. It was, um, it was amazing. It was so good. <laughs> I love you. Very good. You're a good guy. All right, I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. See you, Eric. Bye, Bye Eric. Bye, Eric. Nice talking to you. Bye. Guidance Whiskey Aurora Nutriscience also comes in small bottles, so you can take your Guidance Whiskey, and your Aurora Nutriscience, and you can slam them together and, and make a one night of it. Drinking uh, on the go. Drinking on the go. Uh, <laughs> Aurora Nutriscience. Uh, Hertz Audison, Sony Mobile, and uh, uh, Verdoliac Law Firm. Uh, Chris Weaver, thank you. Chris Weaver, thank you. Buddy, this is cool. Now we're going to spend another day and a half together. Yes. And I'm going to show you Nashville. Yes. Let's freaking do it. Andy? Yes, sir. You're a good guy. Well, I love you. I love you, thank too. Thank you, Andy. We'll yeah. see you. Uh, we'll be back in July. We're going to be playing the best of over the next uh, couple of weeks, and then we'll be back in July. Oh, wait, wait. New content. What? <laughs> what? I just want to give a shout out to my publicist, Yvonne Forbes. Well, yeah, and, please. And. Um, Is she happy, still happy you I, did this? Can I? I'm, I'm sure she's somewhere listening. Um, uh, can I talk about my new single? No. Oh, my God, yes. I'm so sorry I got too deep. No, it's fine. Talk no, about it. Great. Let's go. So, first off, you wrote this song or no? So, I co wrote the song. Okay, cool. And that's what the writer you were talking about earlier. With my, Nina Barker, yes. And then uh, 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 Mark Newton produced it, who uh, produced CeeLo's album. Okay, back up for a second. Here's what I'm going to do. Watch this. Watch this. 
So what is the name of the single? Name of the single is Crying For. Do you think it'd be hard to play? Like, could I learn it, you think, on guitar? Or is it pretty complicated? You have, do you have the track somewhere? Yes, on iTunes. I mean, I have it. Right, but if I wanted you to sing it here. Yeah, I have We don't it. have to do it now. No, I have it. But I'm going to record it. Yeah. Okay, and then I do these music segments that I put out separate. I have the, yes, I have the, I have the TV track. All right, so tomorrow... We're gonna. That's what we're gonna do. Oh, work. Okay. And then I want to get a song for us to sing together. Yeah. Uh, we should probably ask for suggestions. That would probably be great. I don't know. We probably should have done that in the beginning. <laughs> I, after after two hours, you get. I think my mom and dad are the only ones watching at this point. Portable. What is it? Sorry. I don't know. It's all good. All right. So that's what we're gonna do. We might put that out tomorrow. We might go again live. Tomorrow. What are you crying for? This is the new single. That's it. All right. Look at all these open doors. Well, let's just go out on this. Let's do it. Right. Chris Weaver's new single. What's it called? Crying for. Crying for. Available on all streaming media platforms. How valid is the validity? We'll see you back in July, everybody. And uh, look for uh, me and Chris doing a song together over the next couple of days as well. Thanks, Andy. Yes, sir. Opportunities awaiting. Don't cry, just say goodbye to the days of old.
Come 